Hi, this is Reese Roper, and you're listening to our newest podcast ever. Hey, everybody, this is Andrew and John, and we love this podcast because it's about us. Welcome to Magnified Pod, the second season, our newest podcast ever. And Five Iron Frenzy was dead and dying, but they rose again on the third day. Uh, Andrew. Sure. I'm John. And this is our podcast. Yeah. And it's 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 a very new kind of podcast. I don't think mm. in the almost two years. We're coming up on two years, John. Hey. Uh, I don't think we have ever done a crossover app. Well, crossover. It's exciting stuff. It's like when, um, you know, DJ Tanner would visit Mike Seaver or whatever. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Yep, everybody everybody loves those Full House Growing Pains references. <laughs> I mean, that's super, what the people are here for. Super relevant. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's, the, who's the Growing Pains and who's the Full House? And I feel like we're Growing Pains and they're Full House because Growing Pains has a character named Boner. Full House is a little cleaner. Say <laughs> 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 Hawkins fun. I don't know, but also Full House had Bob Saget, who's like the dirtiest guy in the world. That's fair. So maybe that's us. But then, but then also... Um, Kirk Cameron is also the world's biggest douche. So. <laughs> yeah, I feel like, yeah, well. <laughs> I think we're both, I think this, this uh, metaphor has gotten away, got away from us. <laughs> anyway, yes, we are doing a crossover episode with Sadie Hawkins Pod today. Yeah, so our boy Danny Leary, who you have heard uh, leave numerous diatribes on our podcast before. About He's an early, early guest of the show. Early guest, very early guest of the show. Uh, MXPX memes. Um, in addition to uh, a whole host of other <laughs> so many <laughs> meme accounts, uh, you can you can find him uh, MXPX memes, not MXPX memes. Overheard at the punk show, right? Yeah, like twenty uh, different Twitter accounts. <laughs> yeah, uh, he uh, mag magpod blows magpod yeah. for life. We got to get him to to get those back up. Yeah, anything on there in a while. Yeah, it's it's true. Um, but yeah, he's 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 a good dude. He's one of the people that we thank for our artwork at the end of every episode. Yes, he does. Uh, Sadie Hawkins Pod, which is a song by song podcast about Reliant K with his wife Jess, and um, so we're going to be talking with them a little later about the two tracks from the Reliant K album, "The Bird and the B Sides," which has two. 32 and 42 second respectively second songs uh five iron frenzy is either dead or dying and then five iron frenzy is either dead or dying ska version Mm -hmm. um in addition to some other reliant k five iron adjacent um content content. (laughs) (laughs) so um yeah we will but we will get there as we do so it's going to be a little bit of a a different episode today where since we're not discussing an album um uh john so last week we introduced our joy boys segment happy happy joy 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 yes and and i think if there's anything that you and i can both agree about this week that we're joyful about <laughs> is the parks and rec special yes. episode yeah that, that aired tonight 
we planned our, our pod recording around the timing of that and started recording immediately after it ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause we're like, this is, I am not missing this because parks and rec is life to me. I love that show so much. Anybody yes. who follows my Twitter mm-hmm. account, not the Magpod Twitter, but that my, my uh, Twitter display name or whatever you would, I guess, whatever you call, what would you call it? Not that. I mean, there's like a handle and a name and you're. Yeah. Yeah. Mine is, but my, your name. My hand, yeah. The, the name is mostly Ben Wyatt gifts. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> and that, so it's like, I, I just, I identify if anybody who listens to this podcast knows I identify as an Enneagram four and I identify <laughs> as Ben Wyatt. <laughs> yes. Uh, same for me, but different Enneagram number. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was what like, you, what would you say Ben Wyatt's Enneagram number is? You oh, think he's man. probably a nine? I you think th- he, well, he's got some nine in him. He might be a five. Actually, like, no, let's, let's time out. Let's, <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go ahead and fully reverse that because as he is the opposite of, conflict avoidant because when you know because he goes into towns and he's just like he like tears down everybody's true so he's like aggressively in your face about like um (laughs) yeah his character kind of evolved because that was true early on and then he sort of became more meek like when he lived with um april um that's true and uh andy andy he had to like really work up the courage to confront them. And when he did it, he did it in a Batman costume. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) That is, that is true. So, but like, it almost like he, he, almost like he's compartmentalizing, you know, because in his job, he, he has the confidence to go in and like, because that, that did come back in later seasons. Right. When Chris and, and Ben got back to doing their, their old thing with, uh, when, Pawnee and Eagleton were merging and right. So this was, this is our, our parks and rec <laughs> podcast. And oh man. If we did a special episode on parks and rec and the Enneagram, oh, I wouldn't man. mind. That's all I'm saying. Oh, that's yeah. Um, yeah. We need to, we need to come up with a, do you think there are, how many parks and rec podcasts do you think exist out there? Ooh. There's gotta be like millions, right? Pods and rec. <laughs> that's, um. that is, that is, <laughs> Um, that's in recastration uh no that yeah no i'm sure that exists but we we should we should look into that for our season three <laughs> yeah <laughs> i would love to go episode by episode of parks and rec it's a slightly <laughs> different tone than our first couple seasons but that yeah. is very true that is very true we just were like oh so you know all we've been building this fan base of people who grew up in the christian alternative scene oh and guess what <laughs> parks and rec honestly who would complain yeah um if you're not into parks and rec um <laughs> sorry rectify that and get back to us parks and rectify that oh wait <laughs> now i'll have to we'll have to come up with more parks and rec based uh, uh podcast <laughs> puns scarks and rec that's a ska <laughs> parks and rec pod yeah, uh, that's anyway if, that's if that's if mouse rat went from dave matthews to oh we band. should do some ska covers of mouse rats that kind of thing um you got sex hair you got it from me um no the special was great it made me i told jenny afterwards it made me feel like i just had like a nice bowl of warm soup or something yeah i know um really comforting and also funny yeah any any time uh ben wyatt breaks out 
talking about claymation or anything related to cones of dunshire uh-huh. just like just wrap me in a warm blanket and kiss me on the forehead <laughs> yeah and we got it in like the first five seconds of the episode which i just texted you claymation <laughs> I, I was so enthralled in the episode that i didn't yeah, see you were it in, yeah i could tell you didn't check your 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 text no, I was just, the commercial I was just, break i was just glued to adam scott's beautifully chiseled aging face it's true yeah <laughs> anyway <laughs> that's bringing us joy do we want to do if uh, do you have any other uh joy uh, anything bringers? else anything else bring me joy uh well actually i got another i got one of so i was really kind of annoyed today that i ordered um another 30 case of hams nice <laughs> and the delivery was refused because I don't know what the dude was doing, but like I was home and like waiting. And then, but anyway, I reordered and then the delivery, the guy was walking up to my door to deliver it to me as literally the episode was starting. And I was just like, come on guy, pick up the pace. I, I need, I need you. My hammies. I need you to get here faster because I'm not missing a second of this episode. So, um, but fortunately it had that like Paul Rudd intro. Yeah, that was great. And um, sort of doing his, almost like he was doing his character from the show, but. Right, right. Um, yes, he was Bobby Newport, but also talking about Parks and Rec existing. In real yeah, life. it was. it was sort of a weird like, yeah, you're you're was was he Bobby Newport or was he just being Paul Rudd sort he, of he, in, he said like I'm I'm Bobby Newport. He, was he said his, Bobby like, Newport? Oh yeah. He's on his like family's fox hunting estate or something like that. Yeah, this is the frustrating part because I was like, this is when the guy was walking up and I'm like, I'm trying to <laughs> Yeah. There was also like a, a special about Parks and Rec before the actual episode airs, which I didn't know was happening. So anyway, yes, I did we'll have watch. to go back. Oh, I didn't watch that. So you'll watch the intro tomorrow and I'll watch the special tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Exactly. <laughs> well, okay. So Hammy's is bringing you joy now that you got it. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, I've got a couple things. What else bring you joy? Um, so I've, I've talked about, I talked about this on our episode with Leonore, but I'm really digging like uh, solo dance parties <laughs> these days. Um, nice. There's a whole kind of thing growing and I'm sure this existed pre-core. Um, but the whole scene has kind of emerged of like online dance parties. Um, and I've done a couple of those and they're really fun. And whether they're like organized or not, sometimes I'm just throwing on like girl talk, uh, mashup songs or whatever fun albums and just kind of dancing in my kitchen while I do the dishes or sometimes in my yard outside (laughs) if I'm feeling good. Um, that's been, that's been a lot of fun. Uh, and we did talk about with Leonore, uh, her band, uh, the fast feeling, right. featuring other five iron members and she mentioned wanting to have a, a dance party and i threw out the idea of an online dance party so i'm just saying we should make a fast feeling online dance party happen oh, that'd be so uh, beautiful i love it so much um another thing bringing me joy is just like finding ways to support small businesses or friends businesses and we've been ordering uh coffee from friends coffee shops uh we've mentioned my buddy uh andrew copland's coffee shop copland's uh in the past it is a saint paul coffee Mm -hmm. shop but they do Mm -hmm. 
shipping all over the place and their coffee is delicious. Um, also, uh, my buddy Ryan Hammer. Do you know Ryan, Andrew? Yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Great guy. Yeah, he yeah, has, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Ryan yeah, Hammer. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, Ryan Hammer over here. He's got his coffee shop down <laughs> in uh, Chicago, too, over there. He does. He has a shop called Kindred Coffee, and their stuff is also delicious, and they also ship. So I would recommend those or just uh, supporting other small businesses right now. Yeah, I um, ordered a five-pound bag of Morning Glory from Peace Coffee nice. yeah. in the Twin Cities. Not to be confused with Pete's Coffee. <laughs> right. It's Peace as in deuces. <laughs> and yeah, so you can uh, uh, order from them and have them delivered as well. So, hey, check out uh, what coffee places deliver in your area and uh, pick up a, a, a bag or two over there. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, because coffee always brings me, always brings me that joy. Uh, I, mean, I need it more than ever these days because I'm oh, staying man. up way too late. Like, an oh, idiot. oh my gosh, yeah. I uh, I had a miserable night the other night, and so I, I, I these past couple of days, I've just been like, um, much like Five Iron Frenzy, uh, into my veins. Uh, <laughs> exactly. This coffee is going. Yep. Yep. Um. So. John, we have some we have some first time long times. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, when I say when I say first time long times, you know, long time is a uh, is a is a subjective term. But we have uh, our boy Robert Gay who we've connected with on the Twitter and he has um I think this is his maybe his second his second time calling in, so maybe I'm a liar. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I wanted to uh, play our voicemail from our dude, Robbie G. Hey, it's your boy Robert J. checking in. Uh, I was just listening to the Roper episode, and it reminded me um, I got to see Roper live uh, in Franklin, Tennessee, just south of Nashville. And it was one of Paramore's first shows. They opened because um, they went to church with me growing up. And so I was like, oh, yeah, Paramore, this cool local band, is opening for Roper. That's awesome. And uh, Paramore at that time was sort of a Christian band, and their guitarist was playing with a blindside strap on his guitar, which I thought was super cool. Uh, yeah, just sharing that fun detail. It was a good set. Have fun. See you. So... Um, yeah, and no one has ever heard from Paramore again, and Roper <laughs> is huge. That is fascinating. That a, is... A, a, I'm just jealous in general that you went to a Roper show. Like, I would very much all these like people, All these people go into, like, these... I mean, Roper and Brave St. Saturn had so few shows, yeah. and people are like, yeah, I went to one of those shows. Right, And, and yeah. like, that's, that is nuts to me. Yeah. No, I I stand a Roper reunion, um, and then I had no idea. But I mean, maybe I knew somewhere that like Paramore was sort of Christian originally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. But I definitely had no idea they played a show together. That is fascinating. I would love to hear more from Robert about that. Yes, agreed. Brian from California. What's up, fellas? This is uh, Brian from California. Uh, I wanted to share a quick story with you guys. Um, I meant to call you guys after the Leonore episode, but <clears throat> I forgot. Uh, so last year I went to Back to the Beach, which is, we, you guys probably know what that is. Uh, great. It was super fun. 
the the uh, there was a booth there for pick it up <clears throat> that ska movie pick up ska in the nineties. Um, and I was walking around uh, the beach looking at the different stuff you know, on the first day, and I saw the the uh, the booth, and they were there promoting you know, like the release of the movie. They had to, they were like uh, having a couple of releases. They're basically people sign up for the mailing list to get the word out about the movie. It was like the week that they did the uh, like the premiere in Southern California. Um, so anyway, I walked up uh, to the guy in the front of it, um, and it was. Well, later I learned to be the director of the movie. At that point, I didn't know who he was. Um, and I looked over, and Leonor is also there working the booth with the clipboard. And, uh, you know, it kind of starstruck my the 16-year-old me came out. And now that I'm freaking 39, almost 40 years old, I was kind of going down that uh, that path of reminiscing. And I looked over, so and, he, and I go, hey, that's that's Leonor from Five Our Frenzy. And he goes, oh, yeah, do you want to meet her? Um and I go, yeah, and he walks over and he goes, hey, and she turned around. She's like, oh, hey, you have my friend's hat on. I was wearing an NFTX hat. And uh, I was like, yeah, I am. And I go, hey, I'm a huge fan of you. Love your band, love your band. How come you guys aren't playing? And she just sort of smiled and blessed. And she then reintroduced me to the guy that walked me over who ended up being the director. They told me off the movie. Anyway, long story short, she chatted up. Every time I walked by, she would say something to me, and I'd say something to her, tell her I love her band. Um, you know, she probably three times told me that, Mike was playing uh, Herrera, uh, which I already obviously knew. But anyway, super cool. She was super, 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 super nice, super friendly. She's a pretty legit human being. Uh, that is it. That's my story. Uh, love you guys. Uh, Magpie for life. Bye. Yes. yes. Thanks, Ryan. You know, I'm, I am, I am down with how people are just, you know, <laughs> just like, yeah, just. Without without even missing a beat, Magpie for life. I'm loving <laughs> That's it. Right. Um, and we can 100% co-sign the yes. wonderfulness of Leonor Inez Ortega. Still, <laughs> yes. Trying, got to uh, get, got to get all. It's, it's like like Dumbledore. You got to just get <laughs> Brian Wolfric. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Brian. Um, um, yeah, yeah. Leonor, legit human being. Yeah. Agree. Uh, also, stay tuned for uh, pick it up content on our pod at some point. <laughs> yeah, Mickey. Hey guys, it's your bitch, Mickey. It's been <laughs> a hot sec, so I figured I should send you a voicemail of absolute rubbish. So here we go. Um, okay, first, I want to send a message directly to Danny Stairs and say that that is not rude how you greeted them because. John has done nothing to deserve anything except for the highest of praises. And Andrew knows exactly what he's done all of the time. So I just, I just think that that was completely warranted how you greeted them. Uh, so I think that the Joy Boys segment is incredible, and I'm here for it. And I look forward to continuing to hear what is bringing my dudes some joy in these dark and terrible times right now. So, um, thank you for bringing that that to life. Um, the main part of this voicemail really is uh, about how I think that you guys have brought up this point a couple of times, and and it's finally like really resonating with me. And I just wanted to to express my feelings on that. You guys have talked about how like when you listen to an album will really kind of affect how it sits with you. And that's something that like makes sense, but I've never really considered it. And the more that I listen to your discussions, especially on albums that have perhaps more religious undertones and everything, um, 
it certainly makes a lot more sense than I would have ever really considered. And, it, you know, it, it does make me think. I wonder how how something would have sat with me, you know, had I heard it 10 years ago um, when I was at the height of my own religion or, you know, whatever, because listening to these things for the first time now, some some things come across a little unsavory. And I I love getting to hear the perspectives, especially from people like those of you who have heard it when it was when it was new and just you know made sense in the ways that you can give perspective on how the band and and the guys have they've all kind of grown and shown different thoughts about it um, and just. Yeah, I I'm starting to lose my point here, so I'll fucking stop. But I, I think it's a good discussion and a good thing to bring up, and I appreciate the the thoughts instead of me just being like, well, oh, kind of, kind of unsavory. Anyways, that's all I got. Uh, wish I could be cracking open a hands with y'all right now, but it's the middle of the day and I'm at work, so I probably shouldn't. All right, talk to you later, guys. Night pot for life. Yes. Yeah. Thanks, Mickey. Yeah. So I I think essentially um what Nikki is saying is, Are you gonna mansplain for her? Yes. The I'm gonna <laughs> mansplain. Kidding. No, but uh, you know, she's as she was saying, she was kinda losing losing yeah, yeah. the the plot there. I think at least I'll just try and say what I was understanding that you know, in the way that some people might be able to be like uh, especially with Brave Saint Saturn, like, oh, under bridges, Reese is like saying that like rapists and homosexuals are the same. Fuck this song or whatever. <laughs> but like, is that you your version of me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. You know, you know how you are. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I, I think trying to go into it a little deeper than just like the the surface and. Yeah. And I, I feel like that's what we've tried to do the entirety yeah. of the, of the podcast. And um, it's, it's easy to just dismiss something right. um, just on, at the, at, on its face. If it, you know, um, and speaking, <laughs> speaking of, I don't know if you saw what I posted on the, I hate five iron Facebook group today. The, uh, the, the stereo gum article uh, dynamite hacks boys in the hood paved, oh, yeah. <laughs> paved the way for 20 years of awful acoustic rap covers. Yeah. And it's just while the headline is sort of, you know, comical in itself, it, it's sort of, it is kind of an indictment of, of whiteness co-opting a lot of hip hop and using it as a, as a way to justify saying the n-word and sort of like make a joke of a culture of that uh a lot of these people are singing about that they don't understand and um so it's and you know ben folds does not come across looking (laughs) too great in this in this article because he you know does did his bitches ain't shit dr dre cover Right. And did that for many years. Uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, uh, Nina Gordon from Veruca Assault did Straight Out of Compton, also using the N-word in the song. So it's just like, 
Yikes. Yeah, there's there's a you know, then from Taylor Swift doing Eminem and Ed Sheeran, um, you know, doing other, you know, covers and stuff. So it's like um it's a it's a it's an interesting it's an interesting article, but it also just made me think, of course, of Shadow of Death. <laughs> do and we do we have anybody else weigh in on, on Shadow Death or the album that it appears on this week? <laughs> um i'm curious maybe later let let me see should we um yeah let me see if i if i can find yeah we have uh this guy calling about uh about brave saint saturn i think his name what is his name um this is reese i'm still listening through all of these and i got to so far from home my Brave St. Saturn, and I have almost had to turn it off about 18 times because I it just hurts me inside <laughs> how many times I have to cringe. I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm so sorry I recorded most of that and the way I sang and all the words and <laughs> oh, man, it hurts. Especially Shadow of Death. Love <laughs> you guys. Thanks for what you got. Um, well, I mean, thanks, buddy, but that's probably the one voicemail he left, right? Like, that's kind of the end of the discussion. Yeah, I... Um, let me see. This is Reese again. I forgot to say Magnipi- Magnipied Fod. <laughs> oh, my gosh, I hate myself. <laughs> Uh, he, he tries to redeem himself here real quick. This is Reese again. I forgot to say magnified pod for life. Magpod for life. That was the whole thing. I was just, I can't talk. I can't remember lyrics either, and I hate the sound of my voice. Have you heard Brave St. Saturn so far from home? It's the worst piece of garbage. I hate it. Okay. Magpod for life. <laughs> but that was the end of it, right? <laughs> Didn't I, don't, anything. I think it's anything else. Uh, hey, everybody. It's me again, Reese Stroper. Oh, my gosh. Still listening to the Breaking Saturn episode. And I thought Under Bridges, the album was over, and it's still going. I hate myself. What? <laughs> oh, yeah. So, yeah, that was that was the last one. <laughs> this is Reese again. I'm sorry that I used vulgar language on my last message. Oh, I want to apologize for that and um, tell you that that's something I'm working on. And I think I'd say Magpod for life. So I'm saying that. But I'm really disappointed in myself for making that album. <laughs> oh my gosh, I hate it. Oh, oh man! All right. Okay. Here he goes. Last message. Okay. This is the last message. I swear. Ugh. I'm listening to Rocket Town, and <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm not making this up. I have all the remaining copies of this album in my basement. They're there. I'm gonna burn them tonight. I'm gonna start a bonfire. I hate myself. Holy crap! I sound like a, a like a like an effeminate muppet. I mean, I normally sound like that, but 
who who let me make that album? <laughs> ah, I'm burning it. Mad Todd for life. <laughs> um, oh man! I think you need. I think you need to talk to Frankie T. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's responsible. I think he is the specific. Oh though. man! So that I was, literally have tears on my face. Yeah. So that was. Oh his, man! As he as he said, that was his last message. <laughs> I hate it so much. I hate. I hate that album so much. I hate it. Oh, oh man, Reese. Reese, we love you, buddy. We love you, and. You're so hard on yourself. Yeah, come on. I mean, don't burn them. Give them to us. Yeah, we'll. I'll. If we'll take yeah, care of them for you. You'll take care of them. Well, you know, just send oh, me. Man. I mean, my my Brave Saint Saturn record. You know, for for being as old as it is, it's, it's still in pretty. It's still in pretty good shape. But oh yeah. man, those are those are guys. <laughs> if I get cancer, it's because I, I made that album, and. It's okay, because I probably deserve it. Mm. Holy crap! It's so bad. Um, in in honesty, that is <laughs> the last message oh, that, we, that we have from Reese. Oh, um, thank you for this. Yeah, that's. I mean, those are works of art. <laughs> you know, I am not a huge Brave Saint Saturn fan. Although I'm 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 coming around, um, but he dislikes that album way more than me. <laughs> like, yeah, he doesn't need to be that ashamed of it. Yeah, there's, he there's some cool no, stuff on there, man. No, there's I mean the 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 questionable stuff on there. The only object, <laughs> the only thing that we I think we can all agree on is that Shadow <laughs> of Death was a big swing and a miss. I mean, um, the fact that he specifically named that and Rocket Town as being <laughs> like where he could just couldn't hack it anymore. I'm like, yeah. I mean, yeah, we 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 agree yeah, when, with your assessment. He, yeah, when he hit Rocket Town, uh, that that pushed him oh, over. Man. That pushed him over the edge. I really, um, I really just hope that that you didn't feel bad uh, hearing any of our hot takes about the album because. Um, uh, hey, I don't know. I I. Uh, my only hot takes on this yeah, record. You're, you're a bigger fan. I'm a, I'm a bigger fan of this record, and you know he. <laughs> if he thought, if he thought Under Bridges was like the end of the record. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! And then there, and then there's like five more songs. Oh man! Yeah. Well, I, I'm on record as saying I might like uh, the first album more. Which is very uh, a lot of controversy there. I don't think any of you agrees with me, uh, no, especially I, Reese. Yeah. Um, but buddy, we love you. <laughs> don't burn anything. You don't yeah. have to hate yourself. Please don't but, hate yourself. Please don't hate I, your life. I really enjoy hearing your assessment of it. Also, no, um, it's it's a, it's a man who um, who takes his art very seriously, and yeah. you know, I uh, I have also written some very questionable. Sure. music in my past <laughs> if i went if i went back 20 years and listened to stuff i wrote 20 years ago i too yeah. <laughs> i mean we've played we have played uh you know flesh marks on my heart on this podcast yeah i think we should i mean flesh marks on my heart could have been like an opening act for brave saint saturn show <laughs> um yeah so reese go back and listen to those episodes if you really want to feel shame um 
no, I, I, you know, I would like to uh, dive a little deeper into his thoughts on that. Uh, possible teas for future conversation. I don't know, man. <laughs> please please keep leaving voicemails uh please keep ending them with magpod for life our our, our life is crazy i love that, he, <laughs> that we have him leaving voicemails ending with magpod for life you know it's 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 sort of this this <laughs> the dichotomy of like reese leaving voicemails saying he hates himself <laughs> <laughs> Ending it with Magpod for life, and we're oh, and best. we're and we're both soaking up joy from <laughs> it. It's I just don't know how to feel about it. Oh man, I I feel like my face is wet with tears from from <laughs> happiness. So thank you yeah. for those voicemails. <laughs> All right, is that it for voicemails? I mean, that's hard uh, to top. Yeah, yeah, I think that's that is that is it. I had a um, few other things I wanted to shout out from listeners. Um, I am happy to announce after this long campaign yep. that we are now officially a five-star rated podcast and Apple podcast. Um, thank you for, <laughs> thank you for leaving all those ratings. Please keep them coming. Please keep your reviews coming as promised. I will read them on the pod, including Broadway Joe, <laughs> Joe Namath. Leaving us a uh, a rating in Apple Podcast. Wait, the the Joe Namath, <laughs> Joe Namath from Seattle, Washington. Um, perhaps this this person could be related to Greg Taint. Uh, hard to say, uh, but anyway, Joe Namath says this is great content. Five stars. I put on makeup and do my hair into a fancy doo wop hairstyle every time there's a new episode. I pour myself a box of Franzia and bust out the flaming hot Cheetos. Once the cucumber-scented candles are lit and the rosé lavender bubble bath is drawn, I close my eyes and make myself throw up for two to three hours. This is unrelated to the podcast, but good content. <laughs> uh, the best uh, review we've received? Uh, yes. Um, so thank you for that, Joe. <laughs> um, um, yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> You know, NFL star Joe Namath, just really huge fan yeah. of Five Iron Frenzy. I didn't, true. I didn't know. Yeah, um, yeah. got to get him on the pod. <laughs> get him on the pod. Um, also, wanted to shout out a couple of uh, listeners who sent uh, a couple things in. Uh, Aaron Anderson. You know, I joked a couple weeks ago about how, like, in the future, post. Uh, coronavirus will be like recording in an abandoned factory doing like a Starflyer 59 season. Right. Uh, but we did hear from somebody who has in fact started a legit Starflyer pod. Uh, Aaron Anderson started the podcast Blue Collar Love, a Starflyer 59 retrospective. And he interviewed our boy Bob Moon. Uh, check out our previous up with him. He interviewed Frank Lenz from the band. Pretty legit. So yeah, check out Blue Collar Love. Uh, also uh, our boy Adam Cave Johnson. He shouted us out on his uh, new Distant Geeks podcast, where yes. they talk about video games and TV and movies and other geeky things. Um, we also, our boy, uh, Bill Shannon, sent uh, a message. And, he's, and this, is, this is amazing because, uh, you know, last week we did our, um, our, I did this quiz about Marvel characters. Uh-huh. Um, and he said, I have one of the comics that has Flag Smasher in it. Ooh. Funny thing is, I sent the last page to Reese last year. Oh, wow. I think that what Cap said was still relevant. And he sent me a picture of the cover 
of oh, yeah. the Captain America. Yeah. And it's and it looks so badass. Uh, flag smashers jumping through the American flag. And Ooh, you want to read this cat monologue? I'll I'll read this cat monologue. Um it says People, I'd like to apologize for what happened here. I'm afraid that whenever I appear in public, there's a chance that somebody who doesn't like what I stand for will strike. What did you think of all the junk that creep was saying, Cap? <laughs> I believe my opponent was wrong. There's nothing harmful about having a sense of national identity or ethnic heritage. America is made up of a multitude of different ethnic groups, each of which has had its own part to contribute to American culture. Be proud of your heritage, but never let that pride make you forget that beneath it all, we have all, we are all human beings who have the same wants and needs and deserve the same respect and dignity. At least that's how I see it. I swear after this, I'll never make a public address again. <laughs> yeah, he thinks that last part. Yeah, he thinks it. It's a little <laughs> thought bubble. Damn. That is the Flag Smasher content I'm here for. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like Flag Smasher is bleeding out on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Cap's got to do what Cap's got to do. Yeah. Um, man, I love Captain America so much. I, lo- I mean, the history, they really do some complex things with, like, propaganda and nationalism. Yeah. And um, anyway, Bill Shannon. Bunch of Nazis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Bill Shannon is really the, uh, the MVP of uh, sending us content lately. Uh, yeah, I, I'm... I I feel like we need to give him also like some sort of like <laughs> you know, shout out cred at the end of each episode with all the yeah. content that he's been providing lately. Exactly. Yeah. That rules. I mean, uh, yeah. I Go love back that. And... I love, um, I mean, we might have to post that picture yeah. on, our, on our Instagram yeah, so. just because it's such a, it's such a badass cover. Yeah, it is really cool, man. Uh, yeah, go back and listen to our previous episode for more uh, Marvel thoughts uh, <laughs> if you want to check that out. Okay, did you get to Winter Soldier yet? Uh, no, not yet. I okay. I've watched. Um, what did I do? No, I'm 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 only up to. Uh, um, Iron Man watched, two or something. I like watched, well, I know I watched Iron Man three. I watched. Gosh, I don't know where I am. I'm. Well, uh, let me know what you think when you get to Winter Soldier because it's probably, I don't know, top 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 couple for me for sure. Fascinating. All right. Um, well, no um, no no spoilies because no. I'm I am a anti spoily anti spoily boy over here. <laughs> sure. You know um, it's yeah so yeah I'm uh Winter Soldier is is next for me. Okay. Cool. So I, yeah, but it's it's funny because my my dad. Um, my brother, our mutual friend Eric Nordenson, they all know, have known for years how anti-spoily I am. Like, uh-huh. I don't, if there's a movie that I'm, I want to see, I don't watch trailers. Yeah. I don't read reviews. I don't speculate. I don't go, I, d- I just, I want to go in as fresh as possible. And they like make fun of me about it. And, and so like, um, I'm watching these movies with my dad and then, and then he'll be like looking on Wikipedia and he'll be like, Oh, so like in this next movie, I'm like, what are you doing? No, no, like, no, that's, that's no. all man. <laughs> like, this is not how we do it. And, and he'll be like, Hey, so have you seen this movie yet? And I'm like, no, he's like, Oh, I think that's the one where, and I'm like, stop it. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. No, how, no. how can you forget? This is like, I, I didn't watch any of the Harry Potter trailers, like no star yeah. Wars trailers, none of it. I was, 
I like yeah. going in. I like going in clean. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Um, yeah, and I, well, the only thing I'll say is that if you enjoy that monologue, I think you'll find stuff to chew on in Winter Soldier. Yes, into it. Um, okay, just want to shout out those question of the week comments. Uh, unless you have anything else, no, hit it. Um, okay, so we asked. You know, we're we're now two thirds of the way through our Brave Saint Saturn apps. I'm just kind of asking generally, what do people think about them? Were you into them? Were you one of the lucky few to get to see them live? Um, and on Facebook, Craig Ellis said, "I bought The Sun Also Rises on a whim and ended up really enjoying it. Uh, the concept album thing got a bit much at times. Lots of space radio com stuff in and around songs from memory. Yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, but I didn't mind the music for something different." Uh, Phil Wesley says, I saw them at Cornerstone in 2000 in the Jesus Village. I was really into it at the time. I can't stand most of the stuff now. Feels boring and depressing. Still enjoy Dennis's songs like Fireworks and A Heart Still Beats. Andrew agrees with the last part. Um, Benji Martin says, I didn't enjoy BSS as much as Five Iron when they were first making music. As I grew up, I appreciated their music more and more. Now I play them pretty often. So pretty wide gamut there, which I think is true across the board over on instagram uh cortado kid josh montgomery said one of my high school chums was way into five aaron and he showed me bss when the album dropped back in 2000 i thoroughly enjoyed it never got to see him live uh b Lavidson, our boy david robledo said uh they were just the side project band nothing more to be honest yellow second slash or yellow second gorilla radio slash roper i was more into musically which i agree with that we'll get to yellow second eventually um irish rover aka david trivet said as much as i like reese and dennis bss have never done it for me their second album has about three or four great songs but albums one and three are hard for me to get through interesting um and then danny and jess from sadie hawkins pod well this is danny talking here i saw them play live at soul fest at a shorter set on one of the showcase stages but i missed their main stage set because i was in line for reliant k at another showcase stage which <laughs> sounds correct um <laughs> And then uh, on Twitter, uh, at uh, Jason SKJ, just said, love them. So it does feel like there's a pretty kind of broad array of responses. Yeah, it's not a, there's not a sort of homogenous, sort of uniform take on on Brave St. Saturn. I feel like, I don't know, uh, in the way that like, I feel that so many people responded with, with like tumble down people are yeah. like super into tumble down yeah. but like arthur for mxpx is sort of like i feel like arthur is the brave saint saturn of mxpx yeah i agree with that but i i don't know i've I, i've really been enjoying going on this journey much like uh the gloria journeying through titans moves. perfect yeah um with them because i i really they're, they're kind of sitting with me in a way that's resonating and I'm finding myself going back and listening and, and heart still beats is, is one of the songs I really return to a lot. Oh, interesting. I think it's kind of like sticking with me. So anyway, I, I'm really enjoying our BS2 dive in and uh, we will get to the third album shortly. Yep. That we will. All right. Is that, is that all our business? Uh, I think that's our business. So should we, uh, should we phone up uh, Danny Jessaway? Let's do it. Get him on the, the, Get him on the horn? phone. I don't know. <laughs> Sadie line. Hello. Hello. Hey. Hi. So we're all, some technical difficulties, but now we're all set up. That's great. Um, so most important thing 
as we all get settled and get ready to record and get ready <laughs> to do this episode. What are you guys drinking? Because I've got yeah. Knob Creek right here. Knob Creek and water. Oh, got that's... a little uh, frig. <laughs> yeah. That's a... Those are some hefty pours you guys have. Yeah. <laughs> There's water in there. I think it's There's mostly... Water. It's, yeah, it's, it's more mostly water, water than... Hey. <laughs> There's no water in this one, baby. <laughs> I'm, I'm drinking a uh, hashtag weird beer, which is normally John's, John's deal. It's a... It's a, it's called Fresh Ink, um, and it's a, an Imperial Kettle Sour with black currants and blackberries. Nice. So, yeah, I uh, just got a, a delivery moments ago of some whiskey, but yeah, it's a great I ha- sentence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the man who brings me my alcohol is he is certainly one of the most important people in my life these days. Oh, alcohol man. <laughs> alcohol man, please. Please another. We're going backwards in time when it comes to like it used to be a, a, your uh, right. you had an alcohol man, you had a milk man, you had an egg right. man. Yeah. And then uh now everyone and and grocery stores before the invention of the supermarkets used to be you'd go in and tell the guy what you wanted and he'd oh, yeah. get it from the storeroom. So we're all going back, and that's what they're talking about doing in California soon. I don't know if that's really going to happen, but they're talking about it, like making all grocery stores curbside pickup. So we're going backwards in time. Yep. I'm sorry <laughs> about those uh, beaches and parks, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, th- you guys have nice weather that's true. almost year-round. So like, right. for us, especially me in Minnesota, I have such a t- small... A bit of time where I can really enjoy the weather yeah. and I'm just watching it slowly s- just slip from my fingers. Oh, yeah, the worst. When we yeah. lived in Chicago, it was one of the coldest summers of the of the yeah. recent history. Yeah, and so we didn't it's... even really get to enjoy the Chicago summer. It was 2012. Yeah, I'm glad that you made it to Superdog though. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you said you were drinking out of the glass or something? On the yeah, we went, we went to Superdog yeah. a couple times because yeah. there was also the one in Wheeling, which was a lot closer to us. Uh, so we went there. Live? I forget. North Brook. North Brook. Okay. Yeah. yeah, right. Just a, a flourishing community of, <laughs> of, of diversity. And... Yeah. <laughs> and old people that like to go through stoplights. And, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Classic yep. Well, I heard, I learned that Jeff Jeff Garland, the actor, uh-huh. his brother is a is a rabbi in Northbrook. <laughs> and oh, I was like, oh, North. I heard that on Mark Marin, and I'm like, oh, we live there. Interesting. I know that reference. So, Five Iron Frenzy. <laughs> so here we are, joined on Sadie Hawkins Pod by Magnified Pod. <laughs> finally yes worlds uniting this has been a long time coming i feel like we we started talking about this when you when you guys first launched your right podcast which has almost been a year yeah before we even uh launched our second season we were right you had announced it it. yeah 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 i mean name a more iconic team up i'll wait I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Andy Verdecchio and Matt Thiessen. I don't know. That that was a pretty. That was a pretty. That we'll was get a pr- there. <laughs> we'll get there. Did you guys find something, or I don't know what that's in reference no, to? The, well, the the, the tea party. Uh, tea party sketch. Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, just, just wait. 
Yes. Well, yeah. Have you, you haven't seen that yet, right? No. Oh, okay. So and is Jessica. and so Jessica. Luckily, we're doing this on Zoom, and you can see just who is who, right? Yes, I can see who is. Because Jessica's never really listened to your podcast. Oops. Rude. <laughs> Rude. This, this is the Danny. You. This is <laughs> I know. It's like bus. bus. <laughs> Just a live, a it's live called, bus toss. Yeah, that's a weekly. That's a, you guys have segments. You have your games, and you have the five. We right. have the bus toss with Danny. Yes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I know she's not a huge uh, MXPX or Five Iron fan. I get it. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Reliant K is her in her wheelhouse, and yeah. and it just uh, always on the table. If you want to do a spinoff Weird Al podcast with me, yeah, you know, <laughs> then. You know, that's that's always an option. Yeah. There's a robust Weird Al podcast community, I've discovered. <laughs> I, I don't really? doubt that. Because I just, I just <laughs> listened to one. It's I, uh, the Weird Alphabet, where they go alphabetically. Mm. And they're here in Los Angeles. I've never talked, communicated with them. I'm just saying they're here. But then they have other people from other Weird Al podcasts on their podcast all the time. And I'm like, how many more Weird Al podcasts are there? <laughs> That doesn't surprise me at all. I feel like the Venn diagram of podcasters and Weird Al fans is like pretty substantial. Yeah, if you if you're even pod like comedy podcast adjacent, you're gonna be you're gonna have somebody who's like a giant Weird Al fan. I think that just that's just the odds are in your favor. Yeah. Well, uh, Jessica had saved. We, we did our opening part, but Jessica decided to save this for when we all got together. You wanted to talk about how you feel about Fire and Frenzy, right? And where your fandom is. And Again, with throwing me under this the bus. Is, you said, this is not throwing you under the bus. This is putting you on the bus saying, here's the bus, honey. This is you. It was scheduled. You said you wanted to talk about. So, so Jess, I just want you to know, Reese oh, no. listens to our podcast. So tell oh, me no. how you hate, how, how much you hate his band. <laughs> No, actually, I like Fiverr and Frenzy. I prefer them live because they play a little faster and a little mm-hmm. more rockin' live. And I sure. like the, the Canada song a lot. That's, yeah. like, the only song I listen to. But she only listens to, yeah. there happen to be two, you know, there's there's that's on both live albums. So she gets to listen to either of those. But then she'd hear the studio version and she'd be like, I don't like this one. <laughs> <laughs> You know what's interesting? Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna side with Jess here for a second because we did when we we covered all the hype, which is not a, rec- a record that John and I are are kind of lukewarm on in general. That there are some songs on there that we really do enjoy, but some of the songs on that record are have become live staples that I really enjoy live. But if I'm gonna throw on a Five Iron record. Uh, all the hype is probably not going to be it, but when those songs come on at the live show, I'm like, all right, I'm I'm into it. Yeah. So, yeah. See, you're yeah, supported. I very, much, and... I very much enjoy them live. Yeah. So yeah. I do want to say that. Yeah. We've seen them live. She, I've taken Jessica to see Fire and Frenzy live multiple times, but there have also been times where fate has stopped her from going. <laughs> so one time when we were living in Chicago. Yeah. And they played in Ju- Juliet. Juliet. Oh yeah. Um, we planned to go with with uh, Real Big Fish and Biebs and her moneymaker. We ha- planned to go, and then Jessica had an appendicitis scare that day. Oof. Yeah. And it was not appendicitis, but no, it was yeah. It, um, 
but we went to the hospital and we're sitting at the emergency room and we're and waiting Danny for Danny left to go to <sighs> the show. <laughs> this is, uh, this is the Jessica Buster's back on, yes. <laughs> oh my Wow. I have no doubt now that when I had no plan to go, you told me to go. I did. I wanted you to enjoy it, but I still feel like now And I had to book it to get to Juliet on time because yeah, we did. were getting close. <laughs> you failed that test, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> when we have a child, he absolutely, if if Fiverr and Frenzy or MXPX are playing that night, he's like, listen, I can see the kid afterwards. I'm going. <laughs> Five Iron played in my town, which is a suburb, Palatine, of Chicago. They played Dirty Nellie's, which is like our, our bar in town, the day that we were having a baby shower for my first kid, and I couldn't go because of that, so that wasn't like, you know, it's not a baby being born, but I was like, oh man, is there any way I could duck out of this thing to <laughs> go watch Five Iron? But I missed that one. Anyway. Yeah. But then there was one other time, most recently when they played at the Glass House, the show where I got that recording of Reese welcoming everyone to your podcast That's right your right show. right thank you jessica was supposed to go that night but then she had to work yeah <laughs> so it always says it's, it's how it's come on multiple times. but and then since we've been here in la we've seen them multiple times actually yeah we saw them open for mxpx twice and then we saw them play the not the rainbow room what's the, the name roxy the roxy we saw them play yeah. the roxy it's cool yeah, so she has seen them, but not as many times as I have. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you know, so you're both huge fans. Yes. <laughs> you know what's kind of it's kind of nuts um, when we when we had our interview this last week with um, uh, Tyson Paoletti from Tooth and Nail, and we talked with him and and Jason from an original vinyl talking about. There was a there was a period of time when the idea of MXPX and Five Iron Frenzy playing a show together was like would be have been just like the most ridiculous thing because you know the, the it was the MXPX All Stars and 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 Five Iron had had broken up and and so it's 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 there was a period of time when that wasn't that was like a kind of a far-fetched idea, but now it's like, of course, five iron is opening for MXPX. Now that's like, right. <laughs> that, that's been the case for like years now. That's yeah. just, it's, it's either slick shoes or five iron frenzy. Those have been like, like the, essentially the MXPX house bands. They're the ones that are always kind of opening up for them. So, um, but I've unfortunately not been able to see any of the slick shoes you know, they, they're you guys in California, you bastards. You're <laughs> just so, you are so. They come uh, through like every, MXPX yeah. plays a show here at least once a year, sometimes yeah. three times a year, like yeah. when they play the Troubadour. That's how I was really able to sell the Chicago move to Danny. It was, I mean, sorry, not Chicago, California move to Danny. He was, I was like, Dan, you can see all the bands. <laughs> all the bands I can ever see. see and never got to. Yeah. He's like. Done. I think we talked yeah. about this a little bit on our podcast, but growing up in Massachusetts, for some reason, up until Christian punk sort of started to go more mainstream, most tooth and nail bands just avoided the New England area. Uh. At least by the time I got into all those bands, 
Like I would get into, I, once I got into all these tooth and nail bands in like 1998, I would go on all their websites. No, you know what? I think I talked about this on your podcast. Like, yeah, yeah, I did on the first time I was on your podcast when you were still talking about MXPX and they just wouldn't come through it, Like, so I never got to see so many of my favorite bands. Like, uh, I loved Dogwood. Mm-hmm. Um, I loved value pack, like all of these, uh, it, it took me a long time to see Goaty hook live finally. Mm. But my point was like, they wouldn't come through Boston and so all of these bands I missed back then, I've got to see in the last six years because they've all had these, if not full reunions, then these like mini reunion shows. Right. Like Dogwood had a small resurgence locally a couple years ago. And I think we saw them with Five Iron Frenzy. Yeah, we saw them with yeah. Five Iron Frenzy and MXPX. And then I saw them by myself with uh, at, a, at the Chain Reaction. Yeah. And I'm ready, I'm ready for that Craig's Brother record. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when, I mean, but, you I know, got to, we got to see them recently too when they uh, they opened for the Slick Shoes live album show. Oh man! So I had never seen Craig's brother, and then Craig's brother got back together to open for Slick Shoes live taping. Yeah, did you per- did you donate to their uh, their Kickstarter for their new album? I don't think I even heard about it. Unfortunately, <laughs> yeah. this is news to me. Yeah, I was yeah. today years old when I found out about it. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, they're not. Unfortunately, they're not pressing it. To vinyl it's just gonna be like digital and cd but right um i'm i'm looking forward to it because the singles that they've released in the last year or so i've been really into but so, yeah you you guys are lucky you are lucky here's a question so reliant k okay i'm a little with reliant k the way that jess is with five iron like <laughs> aware of them certainly saw them many times never did the full deep dive like they are still touring yes uh they've been on a hiatus for since, since 27 20, yeah, well 2017 is the last time they played yeah. live okay but have they played with five iron at all recently yes oh recently okay. no. no sorry I mean, not like, recently in the last I mean, historically or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not that i know of i mean in my notes there is that thing with like switch them all coming out on the stage with switchfoot to sing live it right, well right yeah but yeah but I don't know what show that was. So they've maybe they've played like a festival or something in the last since sure. Five Iron Frenzy yeah. reunion, but they haven't played uh, like a show specifically for one or the other that I'm aware of. Yeah, I I think the first time I saw Reliant K was on Five Iron's uh, 2001 tour. Right. What was that Electric Youth or whatever? Yeah. Um, I think that was them. And so it was them, Reliant K, uh, John Rubin, and Ace Troubleshooter, which is oh, okay. quite a lineup. We were talking about that tour before you joined, and I couldn't remember who the other two bands were, but that makes sense, yeah. His John name is Rubin. Rubin. Have his word on it. <laughs> yeah. John Rubin, man. He's, I feel uh, like every time... <laughs> we are not going to get him on the pod. Um, but I will continue <laughs> I will continue to put out there in the, the podverse... Um, that just getting Kevin Max on getting Kevin Max on our pod because uh, I don't know if you know I've, I'm I'm standing Kevin Max these days. Are you familiar with uh, you guys no. down with the DC talk? Oh, Are you okay. di- di- down with the DC talk? <laughs> it's kind of blasphemy to be Reliant K fans, Reliant K fandom. <clears throat> it's this like middle. There's a meme out there that's not mine where it's like it's the handshake, the ultimate handshake from Predator. Yeah. And it says Switchwood fans on one arm, MXPX fans on the other, and then Reliant K in the middle. So yeah. the two of us definitely are part of the MXPX handshake in there. Like neither Jess nor I are really, 
into the CCM music. Like, right. right. It's the same for me as like general pop. Like, sure, there's some general pop top 40 radio songs that I like and some artists I might be interested in. And Jessica, same thing. But like, we don't go listening to what's all the latest pop music. So we felt the same way when it comes to CCM music. Yeah, I, well, is Switch with CCM? They're definitely closer to the CCM side than... Because if so, that is the only CCM I've ever listened to. But I would and also... that's just because of Walk to Remember, the Walk right. to Remember soundtrack. <laughs> yeah. But I would also put Raylan K in the CCM like Venn diagram. They just happen to be also brush up against the skate punk thing. But well, sorry, you, need to, you, yeah. you need to check out Kevin Max because he is... He has broken off in a serious way from the remaining, remaining DC talk uh, kind of theology and ideology and he has gone okay. like way left and like oh. very progressive and he's like uh you know in our conversation the reason he's kind of come up lately is because we've been going through brave saint saturn and we've always been sort of you know we uh, we just did the light of things hope for and which has more of a space theme than the the first brave saint saturn record and one of the things that John was lamenting, he's like, ah, I was just kind of like hoping that there were more bleeps and bloops and in not so much Matchbox 20 vibes. And uh, Kevin Max put out a record called Romeo Drive. That's yeah, he like- loves those bleeps and bloops. Oh man, it's like, <laughs> it's like this futuristic, uh, like electronic bleepy bloopy record of like in the future, like 2079 or something. I'm like, I'm like, this is the guy that was in DC Talk? This is blowing my mind. <laughs> this sounds great. It is great. Check it out. You, you should, should check, check out his Twitter. Uh, yeah. Just for, yeah. you know, a window into that. Anyway, this is anyway. not no, no, talking no. DC Talk. But, but I want to, uh, I did want to, I did want to bring, I did want to marry um, our one other thing that we were just talking about. Um, so, uh, one of our new listeners, actually, um, this guy, Robert Gay, uh, he played trumpet with Matt Thiessen in the Earthquakes. Right. He uh, DM'd us. You told him yeah. to contact us, and he DM'd us, and I just replied to him, but we yeah. didn't even start talking yet. Yeah, no. yeah. So I was like, get man. Him, I, get him on the pod. <laughs> get him on the <laughs> pod. He's he's a Cedarmont kid, played with Matt Matt Thiessen. You know, he's, he's like kind of more in your... Uh, you know, in your probably in your fandom in that area, if he if he was, you know, he probably has some uh, Matt Teason stories, I'm sure. Yeah. But anyway. But uh, yeah. So. Uh, so yeah, let's get. I want to ask you guys how John, you were sort of touching on it, and I'm, I want to know about what Andrew thinks as well about your experience with Relying K. Did you? I feel. Did you say everything you want to say about that, John? I feel like you did, but then we went <laughs> off mean. on something else. No, more or less. I mean, I think what you're asking is when did I first hear of Reliant Yes. <laughs> when did um, you first hear of Reliant <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it was the late 90s, but I don't think it was. I must have. I mean, I'm sure I was aware of them when I saw them in 2001. Maybe I'd even seen them before that, but that seemed kind of like the height of their, you know. I mean, maybe, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, but that seemed like when they were kind of at the, the, the peak of their uh, relevance in the scene. Maybe not. It depends on what scene you're talking about. Because, yeah, I would say in the um, sort of like Christian festival youth group scene, like yeah. they know, and that's not something that I think that when they got big with, mm hmm, 
Okay. And okay. they were suddenly in Hot Topic, and they were sure, sure, sure. You know, that's they they got they got and they were on the radio. Yeah. And that was 05. They 04, got signed 05. to Capitol Records for their fifth album. Like okay. they got. I was talking about this before you joined us. That there's a parallel to me with my and I I've brushed on this a little bit with MXPX meme stuff, but I have very specific theories about the relationship between MXPX and Blink-182. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is, the, you know, that MXPX was a bigger band than M- than Blink-182 up until Dude Ranch came out. And that chronologically, people don't necessarily think of the fact that Life in General came out two years before Dude Ranch. So right. in my personal estimation, MXPX was a bigger band for that two years between Life in General and Dude Ranch. Yeah, Maybe, I think that's it, fair. Yeah. Um, I mean... Blink-22 always had, like, a proper major behind them, you know? And then huh. MXPX didn't actually have a major behind them until Jude Ranch came out. So right. it just depends on your measure of which band is bigger. But um, yeah. there's a similar thing that I would say with Reliant K and Five Iron Frenzy, that Five Iron, Fren- that Five Iron Frenzy seemed at the time to sort of, like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Sort of, like, take on Reliant K a little bit as a, like a band that they kind of helped with, you know, taking them on tour and kind of helped them find an audience. Like mentor. Mentor, yeah. And um, so especially with the Electric Youth Tour and like multiple festivals that I remember them both playing at, just Soul Fest. <laughs> I talk about Soul Fest all the time, just Soul Fest and other ones that I hear about online. But my point is Fiverr and Frenzy was bigger than Reliant K while Fiverr and Frenzy was around, but then Reliant K got bigger than Fiverr and Frenzy was Sure. When they were originally around. Okay. Yeah, I think by the time they, like, crossed over or whatever and got bigger, I was already kind of checked out of the scene. So probably not yeah. paying as much attention. But, yeah, for sure the album that I know the best is The Anatomy of the Tongue-in-Cheek. Um, right. And I distinctly remember being in, like, a church uh, maze slash haunted house thing. Um, <laughs> and, a hell house? <laughs> well, it wasn't a hell house. It was more like okay. we were crawling around in these tunnels. <laughs> And they were piping in Sadie Hawkins' dance through the maze. And I'm okay. pretty sure that experience earns me, like, 20 points in Christian 90s bingo or whatever. Um, but, like, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, I feel like Sadie Hawkins, I mean, there's a reason you chose the name of your pod the way that you did. But right. I feel like, yeah, Sadie Hawkins' dance was definitely, like, the height of my awareness of Reliant K. So that's yeah. that's kind of where, where my story ends, I guess. Okay. Um my story began with the very first record. Um, so nice. when that when that came out, because that's me too. <laughs> yeah, I mean when it when it came out, I was in high school um, in two thousand when it dropped, and I was I was super into it, and um, I was I was with Reliant K um, through Five Score and Seven Years Ago. Mm-hmm. And they kind of lost me with that record. Um, five score. Yeah, and I know, I know, uh, you guys have talked about. Oh, you've covered some of the songs on that. You're record. not into thrash metal? Come on, that's their metal <laughs> album. Um, I'm completely understandable. Completely understandable. You know, I, there's there's some. It's, it's just it's so uh, the record. Uh, Matt writes, uh, it just, it got so syrupy and cheesy and like, 
in the way that I think John has like this, uh, maybe some uh, grating feelings towards certain kinds of emo. Mm-hmm. There's a particular kind of pop punk uh, that I'm just like, like, oh, come, like, just calm down, Matt. He's just like, especially like, you know, the song, uh, like, must have done something right or or something like that. Um, but like, there there's some like, come right out and say it, or you know, is they're fine. But the but the album in general is just like, uh, it was too too glossy, too poppy and syrupy right. for my liking. That's basically what I was going to ask. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, I, I, you know what, I, this just popped in my brain, but there was, did you guys ever listen to Reggie in the full effect? Sure. Yeah, there was a similar trajectory and I actually called it before it happened where I was into Reggie in the, I, know I was a Get Up Kids fan first and Get Up Kids is obviously a very earnest band, but then when I heard those first two Reggie in the full effect albums, I I love them because they're they're they have they're goofy, but they also have like, you know, they go back and forth. He goes back and forth between like, uh, you know, some earnest songs and goofier songs. And then I called it to my friends. I'm like, watch what what the album that ended up becoming um, songs not to get married to. I was like, watch whatever that album's gonna be. It's going to be mostly earnest. And I was absolutely right. There are still a couple of joke songs on there. There's still a couple of his character songs. But everything in between is like really earnest and of a certain type. This isn't exactly what you're saying, but I, I feel a similar trajectory where it's like they, you know, Reliant K was they could have earnest and serious stuff. Then they had their goofy stuff. They were sort of more dynamic that way. And then with Five Score. We were talking about it recently. We were talking about it with our song last week, where I was like, by five score, they become a little bit more serious. And oh, did they freeze? No, you didn't freeze. No, no, no. <laughs> you are we're all moving. You are, you are all holding so perfectly still. <laughs> I'm hanging on every word of this. <laughs> um, by five score, they kind of like their humor was still more or less there, but it was more like selective. Like where right. they were a little goofier and more fun and more enjoyable and more for the nerds out there. By five score, they became just like more of a. I don't know yet because we're still digging into that album, but I'm like, was it a thing where they were like, this is more palatable to the world at large who doesn't know where Reliant K has come from up to this album? Yeah, they right. definitely said it was their like of the time. It was their most poppy album. And then from there, they were like, but we promise the next record will be a rock record, was kind of how they put Five Score out there. Right. And was it? Was that, that would... wait, the next record was Let It Snow, baby. <laughs> Forget oh, it, yeah. not slow yeah, down. Exactly. Yeah. Forget not Forget slow down. Not slow okay. down yeah. Well, and then I have a theory that, yeah, Forget Not Slow Down is... Which is kind of their masterpiece. Which is, it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of their masterpiece in terms of artistic achievement. It is more of a rock record. It is more artistic, <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? It's like less concerned with um, pop appeal, but it actually works for that reason. It's it's probably got more mass appeal for that reason. Um, but then I have a theory that Bird the B-Sides is actually a secret low-key full-length album mm. because half that album is new material. <laughs> you, you look at the cover of that and you think, oh, B-Side collection. But then you look at the credits and you're like, 50% of this album is a brand new album that they recorded in the same session. 
So I believe that Bird and the B-Sides is a full length. The first half of Bird and the B-Sides is a full length album that for whatever reason, they were like this, we don't want this to be our canon sixth album. So we're going to pretend it's all a B-Side collection. Interesting. Yeah. Which, which brings us to today's episode. That's right. Then as the album, that's right. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So what do you guys think of the song Fire and Frenzy is Dead or Dying? And when did you first hear of the song <laughs> Fire and Frenzy is Dead or Dying? I think I first heard of it when uh, I started preparing for the podcast. Oh, okay. Same, same. So, I mean, I, I if uh, this, this week wasn't the first time I heard it. I, I remember... Uh, yeah, when I started doing the initial research and re-listening to a lot of stuff, and I was like, "Oh, that's that's fun," and it's it it smacks of just your just sort of classic Reliant K, and then right the ska version is, in my humble opinion, the the superior uh, the superior <laughs> right. of those two songs. Yeah, um, agreed. It makes sense that you feel that way. I want to, uh, John, I'll ask you your opinion in a second. I'm sorry, John. But it makes sense that you feel that way, that it feels of that classic youth group version of Reliant K, because the song dates back to their breakup. Like, they wrote it for the 2003 breakup, right. and they played it all that year, that whole, like, celebratory year of Five Iron Frenzy breaking up. Right. Like, Reliant K basically joined in with it and wrote that song just... And I remember hearing it multiple times that summer because I saw Reliant K and Fire and Frenzy. Well, I saw Reliant K more. I saw Fire and Frenzy two or three times that year. And, um, yeah, they played it multiple times. And then they put it on a 7-inch in, in December 2002. And then that's why it's on the B-side collection. So most people didn't hear about it until well after Fire and Frenzy was already dead. Not just dying, but dead. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, I was... That's why it feels that. That's why I might feel that way of that classic goofy youth group Reliant K is because that is when that song comes from. It's from two thousand two. Okay. Well, yeah, yeah, that makes more sense. Yeah. It feels very. I mean, it's like very in the spirit of Five Iron. It's very silly. Uh, he talks about Reese being in a speedo, which feels very right. Like Five Iron. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I uh, <laughs> I was preparing for this episode. And we were DMing, and I was like, well, I guess I got to listen to the song now. And you're like, it's 40 seconds. So, <laughs> um, so I really did my research, listened to it a few times. Um, no, but I mean, I yeah, I don't know. I, I, I definitely owe Reliant K a deeper dive, especially if they're more, I mean, I guess it's not recent anymore, but like anything, you know, post 2009 or whatever, I definitely haven't heard at all. So I, mm. A, I'm eager to hear you guys dive in more on your pod and B, I'm eager to check that stuff out. But I feel like, the sillier Reliant K is definitely the one that I knew more of. So it right. yeah. feels on brand for that. But like, yeah. yeah, for some reason, I know you guys were talking about, um, what's it called? The complex emotions of the female yes. Yeah, yes. the okay. complex infrastructure known as the female mind. The female we mind. always have it on our kitchen table at all times. <laughs> yeah. But now I don't yeah. see it. You live your marriage by those rules, I see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, no, for some reason, I was very aware of that book. I think it's because oh, okay. I worked in a Christian bookstore. And All so right. I saw it, and it was a bummer town for me. Um, yeah. <laughs> and it was like, between that and the sort of gender politics of, like, mood rings and stuff, I was just like, I don't know. Like, right. So it's, yeah, yeah. The, the Five Iron song is kind of, like, in keeping with that tradition. But I know that they, they are not uh, just silly. I know that there's other stuff. Although I will say, and this is totally unrelated, I'm very eager for you guys to dive into um, what have you been doing lately. <laughs> okay. Did we do that? Uh, 
You did it? No, I don't think you did it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I did. We did do that. that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> yeah, that's I mean, it. Was a great episode, and I never forget about it. Uh, okay. It took well, a second because that's Justin and Vanessa, and we still talk about yeah, Justin and Vanessa right. all the time. Yeah, okay. yeah. Justin, Justin, he's he he got it. He developed his taste it for Coors Light, Miller Light, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. I thought I was like breaking in some hilarious new element of your podcast, but this is well trod ground already. <laughs> anyway, I'll go back and listen to that one. But oh, it's I, over there. Oh, there it is. Um, yeah, just kind of like the like. Oh, you're drinking. There you go. <laughs> um, drinking Miller Lite, what happened to your salvation? Like, that was kind of the vibe I, I, oh, I had right. of them at the time. It's such a bummer. Yeah. 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 Five Iron and MXPX are like, they feel different from that sort of judgy vibe generally. So I think it was just kind of like, I don't know if these dudes are for me, but but I need to, I need yeah. to more fully absorb their whole oeuvre. Yeah. I figured out a sort of, a sort of trajectory of the band recently. And I don't know if this is 100% true, if you were to ask Matisse and Orlando K. But in general, especially as we've looked more at their demo, All Work and No Play, I've gotten this sense that from early on, aside from the fact that they have an obvious, that Matt Thiessen and the band as a whole have a very um, unique voice together, I kind of have this feeling now that when Reliant K started, they were like, let's start a Christian punk band. Right, right. Because MXPX did not say, they said, let's start a punk band and we'll sing about Christian stuff because that's what we know a lot about. And Fiverr Frenzy said, let's start a Sink and Pickles style band and we'll sing about Christian stuff because that's what we know. But I think Reliant K was like, let's start a band that can get signed to Tooth and Nail. And there's a lyric in their demo where they say Brandon Evil just gave us a call. So it's <laughs> like they, they said, let's start a Christian punk band. And I think it took a couple albums for them to shake 100. By their first by their self-titled album, they had shaken some of that, but I think they still had some of that in their roots. And then by the, like the third or fourth album, they had fully like gone past that. So I think some of and he wrote a lot of the songs on the first the first two albums before they were signed. So I think that's why when you listen to their early albums, you might still get that kind of sense of like, let us write Christian punk songs, and that's why they might come off a little judgy because of that reason sure. yeah. yeah that's and that is something that we talk about quite a bit the uh especially with five iron the the thing the pointing the finger at yourself rather than the pointing the finger at everybody else and and what you know and that's what i think a lot of that early reliant k stuff was you know you, you know you know, my girlfriend and you right. know, what have you been doing lately and things that are just like, you're all sinners and you've changed, man. You're, yeah. you know, yeah. what? it's just like, just makes you feel kind of like it's, it's, it's uh, for one particular kind of audience. And because there aren't going to be too many non-Christian people that are going to listen to that and be like, oh yeah, I can really identify with this. Right. It's, it's just okay. like, as opposed to, you know, some five iron MXPX songs that they just, they're just bangers because they're right. bangers. Um, I kind of, I've, I guess I walked both worlds and I talk about, the, I try to, I try to voice this and it's not been easy to exactly explain, but like I was not raised in what I understand now as the fully like evangelical world. Like my mm -hmm. parents were just Protestant. My parents were Catholics who became Protestant. And the idea of evangelical was not something that they 
found they they learned about and it wasn't until years later that like i went to these sort of like cool hip youth groups which were actually like evangelical um and then kind of got my parents to go to those schools and then i started to go to those churches associated with those schools and youth groups and so then they kind of like <laughs> backdoor through their you know, through their son ended up part of like an evangelical church world it's your fault it's man. my fault yeah, yeah thanks a lot <laughs> i know so i because my parents didn't raise me in that kind of like strict christian environment i was able and when they didn't like me listening to secular music they didn't think of it as secular music they just thought of it as dirty music they're like we don't want you listening to dirty music so like okay. i could walk both worlds so when i hear really judgy christian songs or i hear really dirty punk songs they would both kind of like roll off my back like water i was like this is not a problem for me and it is until i became an adult and got more concept of the world in general and like started to understand other people how they were raised and other things i was like i can listen to a song like what have you been doing lately and be like oh he's judging that girl because she's got a hard time in her life <laughs> because of it <laughs> particularly in that song vanessa yeah. like justin yeah he goes to college in what have you been doing lately justin goes to college and he comes back as a bro party dude and that's obnoxious because that kind of guy sucks no matter whether you're a Christian or not. He just, he, <laughs> Matt Thiessen's just singing about it through the lens of being a Christian and like, hey, what happened to your salvation? You're a total dude, bro, and it sucks. But then when he talks about the girl in that song, it's like she's got a lot of problems and she's ha she doesn't know what's going on with her life and she's confused and seems erratic all the time. What happened to your salvation? It's like, well, why don't you just like... <laughs> And I don't know if it's really Matt Thiessen really felt that way or if it's just like the way the song kind of wrote itself because of the world they came up in. I don't know. You know what I mean? Well, also, so. it, there was some sort of like sexualized element because there's something about her sweater, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. Her, her, her rationality was, shrunk yeah, with her sweater. Tight, yeah. <laughs> Sick burn. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. And to, ca to cap this part off, though, we recently talked about the song, which is also ska themed, like What Have You Been Doing Lately? Uh, the lining is silver because it has some upstroke stuff. And we realized that song, in our opinion, is about deciding not to judge other people any longer hmm. because the lining that's silver he talks about, a bunch of like fan videos we found, people thought like the lining is silver is just about like, hey, life's not so bad, the lining is silver. But when you actually dig into the song, the lining is silver is people and he's singing about how no matter what, choices people make in their lives their lining is silver all our lining is silver we're all gold we're all worthy of love including he's turning it in on himself in that five iron way and he's looking at people and their mistakes and saying i don't need to judge that any longer so i think and that's on this album that we're talking about <laughs> burden right. the b-sides so like at th this album is kind of a turning point in that theme for that early version of reliant k okay so, yeah. Danny, I, I need to know then, are you able to not judge me based on my <laughs> hot takes on the origins of ska music? That's right. <laughs> you learned it from Matt Thiessen, not to judge you. Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, Reliant K created ska music with what he's been doing lately. <laughs> that's and that's lining true. Silver. Yep. Undisputed. The first, the first wave. Uh, um, no. So all that... <laughs> So, yeah, so now I got you captive and I can talk about this. 
No, I'm not going to delve that in. This has been an intervention to to talk to me about why fourth wave ska is not a thing. Well, (laughs) never mind. Let's not let's not go. (laughs) I was just gonna. The only thing I want to say is, Jess, how often do you have to hear about waves in your house? Like, is it pretty consistent? Probably not that often. Do I talk to you about that? It's it's relatively often. (laughs) It's definitely like if he's gonna talk about a band, he's like, it's this wave ska or it's this wave ska. I'm like, I don't care and I don't know the difference. (laughs) Okay, but I think you saved your your most vitriolic uh, energy for us. I, I, let me apologize to Andrew because when you guys talked about Operation Ivy and your ta- your Operation Ivy tattoo, I was less talking about you loving Operation Ivy than the fact that there go. had been there had been a thing online, uh-huh. and I refer to it as Wikiality that uh-huh. people were like Operation Ivy invented ska punk. I uh-huh. have different theories on that. I won't get into it. I'm not getting into it. All you have to do is go back a few episodes of Magnified Pod to listen to your six voicemails that you left. Right. <laughs> he left six voicemails. What? No, it was it was at least three. It was at least it was like oh, wow. three or four voicemails. Well, if you disagree, oh, wow. you can call our voicemail, which is four zero two nine five Sadie, and give your take on why there is or isn't a fourth wave of ska. I am I am legit uh, fascinated this and do want to come to your TED talk about it at some point. But <laughs> well, I feel like if there's if there's an appropriate time, um, now that we're finally on your podcast, you should check out Magnified Pod. You can call us at eight seven two seven six two four seven six three eight seven two seven MagPod, where we discuss mm-hmm. the entire discography of Five Iron Frenzy. You can check out our first season uh, where we discuss MXPX. I feel like I needed to do that after right. all the, all the plugging. Believe. You didn't cut him off during that. Um, well, I can edit great. that right out for our Yeah, reason. that's true. Or okay. bleep it. We bleep stuff, so. Brady, if you like Five Iron or MXPX, head on over to our pod um, and uh, give us money. Anyway, what were we talking about? Who I think we're finally going to get to talking about this song. We talked about okay. it a little bit. But uh, yeah, so Fiverr, we were starting to talk about it, and then we got on a tangent. I just want to say I'm super concerned, and I keep looking at the time for Andrew because I know that the Parks and Rec reunion is happening tonight, and I keep looking at our time. We already watched it. Right. We already oh, watched good. it. You got it already. Okay. That's right. Time change. Okay, I was super nervous. No, no, it was no. On at, uh, okay, seven thirty our time. That yeah, was nice. Okay. Of, I remember that living in Chicago, we could watch like all our shows at seven o'clock and be like bedtime. Yeah, <laughs> it's nice. True. Yeah. Um, I appreciate the concern, though. Yeah. Yes, yeah. thank you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So we talked about the song a little bit, but yeah, you said you like Andrew. You like the ska version. You find that superior. I yeah. To I, the pop it's, version. Yeah, I, I mean they're both they're both fine, but I feel like in if. If you're going to do an homage, so, so to speak, to Five Iron Frenzy, the the ska version just is it just makes the most sense, right? And it just sounds really clean, and it's it's fun, yeah. And I I it's not that I dislike the the pop punk one. It just it just sounds like a it sounds like the something that they were probably messing around in the studio with and they're like oh let's just throw this you know haphazard garbage together and it just (laughs) (laughs) not that it's not that it's garbage but it just it's not like they're not reinventing you know a pop punk song it it, it, yeah it it just it makes me it reminds me of like the kickoff that sort of just like you know this is a sort of standard short song and it's fine yeah 
to be fair, they played both of these versions before it was released on that 7-inch. For that year leading up to Five Iron's uh, breakup, they were playing both the ska version and they, they like mixed them through the set. Or did they play them back to back? I don't remember. I only found one Cornerstone 2003 live version. I, that was on the the uh, playlist that I sent you guys, the notes. But um, I remember like they played at Soul Fest. They played it at shows they did that year with other bands. And I guess I could look at Setlist FM, but I don't trust Setlist FM for the early 2000s. I just remember they played the pop punk version and the ska version. And then they recorded both of them for the seven inch, okay. and yeah. So I don't know. Maybe they depended on the crowd. Maybe they were like, "Hey, this crowd doesn't really care about Five Iron Frenzy or ska music. <laughs> this is more of a CCM crowd, so we're gonna play this pop punk version." Sure. You know, in a way, it's like they uh, since they're like forty seconds long, they should just play them anyway. Just play them both. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. What are they gonna do? It's like the song's already over. <laughs> so. When this record came out, were you guys into it? Like, Danny, were you excited that the song was on it? I was, yeah. I um, We talked about it at the top of the show, but uh, I didn't buy this 7-inch when it came out in 2002 because I didn't have a record player. I owned a couple of records as, like, as like collector's items, but I was like, eh, and you couldn't... I don't remember. If, it, if I'd found it on a Reliant K merch table, I probably would have gotten it, but I don't remember seeing it on a merch table. I think it was just sold through their website in 2002, 2003. Okay. So eventually... And people ripped it pretty quickly, so I had an MP, I had an MP3 from Napster or something. Wow. Or, or whatever, yeah. And, wow. Uh, including, like, <laughs> there's a song that's also... there. Both other songs that are on this uh, vinyl countdown... And something else that I can't remember. Oh, well. <laughs> Our copy's over there underneath a pile of very curiously. There you there go. You. Thank you. So, so what this... we're getting from your podcast is that you're criminals. Yes. Um, it's not very. Nothing... Yeah. Just Danny's a criminal, not yeah. me. Okay. Don't drag me in. It was only on a seven inch from 2002 to 2008. So yeah, I was happy that when this album came so out, back Jessica... when back when crimes didn't matter, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, it was okay to steal a car back. It's uh, yes, you wouldn't steal a car. You wouldn't. You wouldn't steal a Dermike, would you? <laughs> of course I would. Um, yeah. So this is our. This is these are the reprints of that vinyl. These are not the actual 2002 copy, but yeah, nothing without you and the vinyl countdown, which are also on that B side collection. Uh, Jessica was super happy when the B-Side collection came out. I was, yeah. And I was happy for a bit, and then I realized that they had like kind of remixed the tracks on there, and I was already familiar with most of those B-Sides from the EPs and stuff and my illegally downloaded MP3s. <laughs> uh, so I was like mad that they had messed with perfection in yeah, my was, eyes. I, that was like a staple in my CD player because I had never heard any of the EPs at that point. So I was like, this is great. It's all new Reliant K music for me. Yeah. Sure. And then I find it funny that I just and it's and and I know for a fact because I've seen it multiple times on Twitter uh, that and I even seen it in like Five Iron Frenzy CD reviews that people have heard about Five Iron Frenzy because of this song being on this B side collection in two thousand eight. So okay. a lot of people discovered Five Iron Frenzy in two thousand eight when there was no like Weird. chance of you know when they the dark days of there never being a reunion like when it was he'd rather eat a bowl of mayonnaise or whatever. <laughs> they never get back together and the yeah that's how people found the band 
I actually started to get mad about this B-side collection because I was realizing how many people had never heard these songs until 2008. And I'm like, this song has been around for a decade. Yeah. Yeah, Sound I think... Like uh, hardcore fan. Yeah, John, uh, I remember when we covered um, the the MXPX when they did their... I think it was uh, maybe 10 years in running right. where they, they remixed right. Teenage Politics. And I remember... We covered it, and John's like, "No, no, I want it yeah. to sound. I want it to sound bad. <laughs> I don't right. want it. <laughs> I don't want it well, to then, sound. Yeah. Well, then they did that new version of Let It Happen, and that does sound bad. It sounds much worse. Than oh, it sounds version. worse. Yeah, it sounds worse. When it starts with the uh, the bass, I'm just like, no, I don't want yeah. it to. I don't want it to start that way. Right. You no. you nailed you it the first it, time when you first heard it. Is how you want to hear it usually. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um. I feel so, like that's like the beginning and end of my takes on the song. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very curious to hear where else we'll go. It, help, help me explore it. Um, Do you I guys listen that, to I songs think... ever? I mean, I know you maybe play a little clip or something, right? But do you ever like play the song leading up to us doing the episode? Or what do you mean? Or like, how do you like, do you listen to any of the songs in the you mean like play the audio of it? Yeah, right. Oh, on the show? <laughs> yeah. No. And I just, we just don't do that for, we play a little clip at the top. And then if we need to talk about a certain section, we'll play some more of it. Yeah, yeah. You guys like play a little bit of every song that you talk about. Right. Um, we don't typically necessarily start playing the song in the background while we're talking about it. We'll listen to it on our own, getting ready to do the episode and then we'll just start talking about the song and we leave it up to the listeners to go listen to the song on their own if they don't know what we're talking yeah. about is that a subtweet um, of, of our podcast or, or yeah, you don't like the way that we do things no uh, i don't know it just i'm just kidding yeah. andrew it was funny the way that you asked it was like do you guys ever listen to songs it's just songs like yeah we do i thought no i mean thing. i just i listen to songs all like, the time yeah three or four minutes in length usually <laughs> like play just... instruments <laughs> all right you guys <laughs> i'm i just i was just trying to because i was thinking like uh you know blink 155 they like right. would only ever play like five or ten seconds at the beginning of the yeah. episode and and i don't know if that's like kind of i feel like that's kind of what you guys that's where we because i took their format and I, basically we took their format and we started reworking it slowly over our over how how it fit for us so yeah right. i was just like not playing the songs because i was also not wanting to get too much content id happening when you're on spotify if you play things that are too big they just take the episode down without telling you and right um you know if that's happened we don't even know yet but <laughs> we also can't talk from a musical standpoint we right. can only be like well this is how this song makes me feel yeah. and i like these lyrics because like yeah. we can't talk a lot about like oh well the guitar is really good because they do this this and that like yeah. i even edit the, i've never talked about this but i even edit the podcast in a certain way that when we start talking about covers or if we decide to play back a certain section of the song to talk about it specifically uh I do harsh cuts for the audio. I've never talked about this on the show, but I do harsh cuts for the audio. Like song starts, song stops, we start talking. Then song starts, song stops, we start talking. I never do fades because I'm, I, I have this thing in the back of my mind where I'm like, if anyone sends us a cease and desist at any point, I can just go in and clip those out and then re-upload the episode. Right. 
because this actually happened to a friend of mine's podcast. That Danny used to be on. I would appear on his... That my yeah. friend of mine had a comic book podcast. Uh. And I guess I should be not too... Not, there's no way they'd ever find out. <laughs> like, listen to this Reliant K podcast and we'll finally get the answer to that. But they used something that was copywritten in a lot of episodes, faded in and out, and got a big cease and desist letter and like... With a harsh fine. With a harsh that fine. That they could not edit that they could out. Not, and they couldn't edit it out because they had had all yeah. these fades, so they just had to take down the whole archive of the oh, podcast. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So I was, ever since then, even though I don't think Goatee Records or anyone... Goatee Records likes our posts and stuff, so it seems like they are fine with us being around. Sure. But whatever else I drop into the podcast, I'm like, I would rather be able to just go into the existing file and clip it out and then just re-upload it with no explanation of why there's no track we're talking about. Right. Sure. Then have to go back into the raws, re-edit the whole episode. Because they wanted to do that. My friend's comic book podcast wanted to do that. But it, the massive work of going into how many, however many episodes, finding the raws, doing all that, they were just like, they washed their hands of the whole project. Ugh. Yeah. That yeah, sucks. <laughs> yeah. That's that's um, that sounds like a nightmare. <laughs> yeah, so that's why we do this way. I mean, I guess if my Carrera ever comes, uh, no, if Tom Chichilla ever comes after you from a copyright <laughs> standpoint, and is like, we, you owe us this much money for all the MXPX clips, you could just take those down and put them in like an, you know, put just put them behind the Patreon paywall or something. Well, I mean, that you're more right that Tom C would definitely <laughs> he, did, he did mention it uh, when he left his 10-minute diatribe, maybe more than 10-minute right. diatribe on our podcast. He's like, yeah. "We're cool with you guys playing even though it's an obvious infringement of copyright." Uh, yeah. But I mean, I guess that's the nice thing about Fiverr is they own all their own stuff now, so. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They're good with it. And we yeah, found they're... out from our last crossover with This Might Be a Podcast that there's a special RSS feed that has the same license as radio, so you can put as much music as you want in it. Right. But you had to but it's hard to get that RSS feed. It's like a locked door. You have to like Punk News Pod the Punk News Podcast has it. Uh-huh. They can they can play whatever they want. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well That's awesome. Anyway. <laughs> so um so Jess, I want to hear some of your thoughts on these on these Reliant K Five Iron tracks. Are you, which one do you like the most? I like the Scott one better. <laughs> That's for right. Starters. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then I do. Uh, so this it wasn't my introduction to Five Iron Frenzy because when I met Danny, I had only ever heard of the. I didn't grow up with being like you have to listen to like non secular music or whatever versus secular. It was just I happened to fall upon the insiders because my mom was at family christian bookstore one day and i was like oh this looks like fun can i get this and she was like yeah sure so i got scalaluya and then later i got scalaluya too i think right. is kind of how it went yeah and then so that that's was the, the order of them that's the order of them that was the <laughs> only introduction i had to to but she didn't know what Scalaluya meant. She yeah, didn't I understand. Didn't she was just like, oh, that's a weird title. She didn't yeah. know it was referencing Ska. Nope. So I told her what Ska was at the time. And I was like, look, there will never be a fourth wave. <laughs> it was definitely. <laughs> There's no need to worry about a fourth wave. We're already in the fifth wave. Danny These were this- part of this. This was part of your wedding vows, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Like, I won't hog the remote. (laughs) Yeah. I won't hog the remote, and there's only three waves of ska. Yeah. I do. Um, You are the... You... We... Are coming together much like the two tone uh, comes yes. together, <laughs> blending. 
like the white and the black checkerboards. Yeah. The two tone becomes one. Is this the moment where we can talk about what your license plate said, Danny? Have you talked about this on your Oh, that's right. Because I learned mostly about all of these ska bands from Danny's junky old green Corolla with his license plate. That said MA ska. Because I love the Boston's Biggie and the Kids Table. I was like all about going to local bands, the Alstonians, all these like local ska bands. And I wanted like ska. Okay, okay. I moved to New Hampshire where (laughs) vanity plates are a big deal. Like they put the vanity plate um, application form in front of you when you register in New Hampshire. They're like, please do this. Give us the extra money. No problem. (laughs) Like 60% of people in the 2000s in New Hampshire had vanity plates. So I'm like, okay, I'll do one. I'm like, I look at ska, no taken. Okay, ska, ska, taken. Okay, ska, 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 uh, too long. Uh, And then eventually I just decided, okay, I specifically like Massachusetts ska as well. That's my favorite of the, that's my favorite of the waves. Because he had a New Hampshire plate, no one, none of our friend group knew what that meant. So we called it Mosca. We're like Danny and his Mosca car because we didn't realize (laughs) it was M.A. for Massachusetts. And my aunts thought it meant Mosca. Car, like my mom's car. <laughs> I mean, you're from Boston, so I guess that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Ma! It's your car! It's my car! I like it because it's clearly the first part of Massachusetts, which is what the Oh, US yeah, there you go. Scotston. Uh, yeah. You know, what you could have. What if you like had some sort of uh, form of like pick it up? That would have been an even better license. I could have. Yeah. Then people would just be like, "Oh, he's like a dog walker." He just picks up. <laughs> that's uh, your immediate. You immediately go from he's either talking about ska or picking up or, poop. Yeah, <laughs> the two, the two. But two I hope options. that it tied in. Those are I the only two things in. one picks up. My car was also plastered in punk and ska stickers, so I hoped that people. I was like, the only people who need to know what this means are the ones who are cool enough to know what it means. <laughs> Did you imagine like you'd be driving down the street and and, and then like Dickie Barrett would pull up next to you and you'd be like, yeah. you'd be like hey! And then you'd be like, I need a new dancing guy. You want to be like One time at college, because I took this car to Full Sail to to uh, Orlando where I, we where we met in college, and one time someone who had must have seen my car around, but it wasn't a person I knew. He saw my car arriving, and he, and they must have been like, "There's the guy. There's that guy with his Massachusetts ska plate." So they put on impression that I get, and they blasted it as they drove past me. It was like a fever dream, and to this day, I'm like, "Did that really happen?" And I'm like, "Yes, I guess it did." That's amazing. You know, you know what's kind of nuts is I've met two people in the last like six months that have never heard that song, really? and and I'm just like. I just don't know how it's even possible. Children? (laughs) (laughs) They are they are infants. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) No, no, they're they're in their they're in their late twenties, and so I'm like, well, I'm like, (laughs) uh, I'm like, Jessica just had a reaction. What? She has a reaction to people being too young. Yes, I do. <laughs> Just in general. She hates that. I don't let yeah. it get me down, but Jessica hates that people are young nowadays. <laughs> I mean, I'm with you. I mean, it's, 
how Look, um, if you're under 30 i don't want to talk to you like <laughs> what am i gonna talk about i don't know you're just so pretty much in this in this quarantine jess are you just yelling at people from your stoop just, yes. <laughs> you're you're yeah. you love you love social distancing you can just tell people to get off your lawn you have your yep. you have your rona stick and you're beating people away like get off my lawn <laughs> six feet um okay so did you have a reliant k sticker on your car danny i probably did i don't remember i'd have to go look at the okay, okay. pictures i have of it again just wanted to make sure your cred was. You have to, you have yeah. to go to your, to go there, to your it ska archive. Yeah, <laughs> it wasn't yeah. just ska bands on there. I remember the Real Big Fish sticker. There was a Reggie and the Full Effect sticker. Um, I don't remember every sticker on there. I'd have to go look. Is this Five Iron Prince related? He definitely had a Brave Saint Saturn shirt that he wore all the time. Oh yeah, Ooh. yeah. I may or may not have sold that. No, you still have it. I still have I saw that it one. recently. Okay. <laughs> I sold a bunch of my like coolest shirts. I'm like, this has to find someone. I don't want this anymore, but I can't just give this away. It needs to find a proper home. Sure. Well, we're knee deep in Brave Saint Saturn right now. Yeah, I'll have to find that shirt. But uh, yeah, <laughs> my, my, my ska mobile. <laughs> so yeah, Jessica mobile. had never really, she didn't really know what ska music was. She had heard, she didn't know she liked the uh suicide machines because they were on the brink soundtrack yep. but I, nice. and then we we finally i finally Soul watched brinks yeah oh i love it i, I finally it. watched brink with her uh it's on disney plus now but like right before disney plus came out she was like I it's on, on amazon, amazon prime yeah. and she bought it and then I, I was like, oh, this is the suicide machines. <laughs> and then he was, was giggling like, oh, too much during it. I was like, you're going to ruin this. I can't watch anymore with you. It's yeah. a perfect movie. <laughs> the perfect movie. <laughs> oh, man. So many, so many Disney Channel. That was like, that was like the, the glory days of the Disney Channel original movie. Yeah, those Smart were House, Luck of the Irish, <laughs> Brink. Uh, did you? What about uh, the Paper Brigade? Yes, yeah, yeah, Alley Cats Rule, like yeah, yeah. The Paper Brigade. That was the one with Gunther Wheeler, this kid who's like, uh, like he had this like weird treehouse and. There was like trying to get this like paper route and there were all these like there's like this really weird like crazy civil war reenactor guy on their yes. block yes so i think about that movie all the time and i can never <laughs> like completely remember the name of it i well, love that movie so much paper brigade yes yeah it's it a paper boy but yeah i love it so much it's so it's such I mean, you talk, Danny, you talk about fever dreams. Some of these old Disney movies, you're just like, these are, yeah. Yeah, but... that was, yeah, I had a friend who recently was like, she got Disney Plus and she's like, oh my gosh, have any of you watched The Color of Friendship? And it's a very unfortunate Disney movie where they're trying to be like inclusive, but it's oh, just no. unfortunate. And she was like sending us like short videos of her watching it. And it was like, it's we called were, like, The Color wow. of Friendship. It's about a, white girl and a black girl becoming friends yeah. in the 90s. So unfortunate. What a radical message to send to kids in the yeah. 90s. I've but, never uh, seen this. Wow. I'm showing this Jessica. Is what dream. is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, on Fiverr, oh so to, to explain for everyone out there, especially Reliant K fans who might not know about this listening, Fiverr and Frenzy, during their breakup, came out with their DVD. 
And it was a compilation of this way too long documentary, <laughs> three hour documentary, which could easily be cut down to 80 minutes of uh, Fiverr and Frenzy's history. Um, and then there's a ton of special features in there uh, with you know their music videos and other concert footage, their whole last shows on there. And a bunch of like short films that Reese Roper made in his spare time. This is so Lynchiana. And so this one is called Tea Party. It's on the Fiverr and Frenzy DVD. And Reese Roper directed it. It's you like edit it, directed Matt it, wrote it, produced yeah. it. <laughs> I I assume, and I don't know this for certain, but I assume it's like they were probably playing at a church in 2001 for the Electric Youth Tour. If it wasn't exactly that, it was probably something similar. This is for sure. And they went to the nursery in the church that they were playing at, and we're like, let's just make a short film for the hell of it. And it is Andy Verdecchio, Micah Ortega from Fire and Frenzy, and Matt Thiessen sitting around a little kid's, like, play table. A very small table for these two, for these three large men. Yes, having a tea party. With these little baby dolls. And there's and then, other people in the background. Yes, and that's why I think my theory on its creation is true. Because you see who I have to assume. I think this was filmed in Wisconsin. I think. I think it's at the end. It tells you where it was filmed, what church, what, what, what town it was filmed in. You see people who have to be like church workers at this church they were playing at. <laughs> yeah. Just walking around like, what are these guys doing? <laughs> but yeah. they probably, they probably, because for the Electric Youth Tour, um, I saw it twice, once in Boston at a proper rock club, and the second night in New Hampshire at a church. This took which, a twist I was when not I first saw, yeah. Sorry. He's playing when it I first for me. saw the Tea Party short, part of my part of my like heart hoped that that's, this was filmed at the Bridge Church in Manchester, New Hampshire, cuz it could have been. I've talked about this show before. It was during the Electric Youth Tour. It was a church where they played, where Fiber and Frenzy and Reliant K played. They had, like, bought the bar next to the church. It was a church in an old industrial park. And they bought the bar next to it and turned the bar into, like, a coffee house where they had the show that night. And then eventually uh, security would, would just kind of, like, leave for the night because they were all, like, volunteers from the church. So I stuck around long enough that I just got to start walking around the church. And there's... there's uh, there's Fire and Frenzy just walking right there. There's Ace Troubleshooter. And I'm just walking around bothering everyone, and they can't do anything about it because <laughs> there's not real security guards hired for this night. Oh, I was security on multiple Fire Iron tours, so that is a true statement. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I it wish. Says, filmed on location in Mulligan's Harbor, Michigan at okay. Coast Guard Fest. Yeah. So that's a thing. Wow, Coast Guard Fest. <laughs> so suddenly everything. So Jessica was saying this is Lynchian. It starts with those three. Yeah. yeah, it starts with those three guys having a little tea party with some baby dolls, and then suddenly yeah. they're all covered in blood, and yeah. their eyes are bleeding, and just <laughs> everything goes wrong. They're all this. screaming. <laughs> and again, church volunteers are just are walking just around in the background, in the background. <laughs> and you can Hell. see, you can see some of them sort of like laughing because it's <laughs> it is it is an absurd <laughs> video. Part of me was like wondering, like, um. You know, because Andy has sort of, like, also a dark sense of humor. He wrote, like, a... He's written some, like, uh, like a, a some, like, horror s- stories, like, for children. And I'm like, I'm like, I wonder if this is, like, also, like, a, the brainchild of Andy. Because it, it just seems also kind of in his in his wheelhouse of yeah. 
sort of it seems very <laughs> Andy. It seems very. Reese. Are you saying this is uh, like Poltergeist, where people think Spielberg secretly directed it? You're saying you think Andy secretly <laughs> directed this film, but Reese Roper got it for the uh, the W <laughs> the for, for the DGA for the credit. credit. Yeah. <laughs> Toby exactly. Hooper is the Andy Radecchio. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's a deep cut. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this thing, it just never stops. It keeps going. <laughs> it's uh, it's really something. Um, yeah, directed by, photography by, editing, sound by Reese. <laughs> I assume this was shortlisted for Oscar that year. Right. For short films. Absolutely. Um, but... Yeah, I, Andrew, this kind of feels like something you would have done. Like your morning announcement <laughs> videos. Yeah. They took a slightly darker turn. Could have easily gone there. Well, that was... I did do a, um, a morning announcement video that that was very long about somebody that was part of our uh, video production crew who graduated. And then we, the next year, made this sort of tribute to him where we were trying to find a replacement for him. And then at the end of the video, there was just, we had like this shrine that we made to him that we were just like, we were like, we were sad that he left and we we're like trying to find his replacement. But by the end of the video, we couldn't find anybody who was good enough. And so the end of the video is us just like tearing these effigies of him off the wall <laughs> and like, and like crying in agony and like, um, all set to a, uh, a Sum 41 song, actually. Nice. Perfect. <laughs> I mean, nice. That sounds like something you should post on our feed. Um, <laughs> but there was no ketchup blood involved. Right. In that one. No, definitely not. Yeah, that was uh, that's disturbing. Yeah. I am slowly making my way through the Rise and Fall DVD and all of its extras. And it's, yeah, yeah. It's quite something. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I want to start getting into the other clips that we have. Like, our, there's no sure. cover. No, there's one cover. But um, one thing I want to say about the Fire and Frenzy DVD, when Reese directed and edited it together, I was like, okay, here's the 10th time the band's being introduced in the documentary. <laughs> like, I feel like two of those in the documentary is enough. It's like another, ladies and gentlemen, Five Iron Frenzy. Like, I get it. I, I even understand if the documentary was, like, two hours long and you fill it with a lot of raw footage because it's for the fans. But, like, some of that raw footage gets very monotonous compared to what you've already seen in the previous two hours. And then you still have an hour to go. Yeah. Well, get ready for our episode on the DVD. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we, we should... invite you on for... I feel like we should do a live stream episode of... The That's DVD. Not a bad idea. The Ramones did a, they had End of the Century, which was their like documentary documentary. And it's at like the a same time, film, though. yeah. <laughs> but then at the same time, they released Raw, which right. was like all the leftover document footage that they didn't put into the proper documentary. Like I felt like Fire and Frenzy could have done something like that. <laughs> well, but again, I understand the band was dead. It was never coming back unless he ate a can of mayonnaise. So. <laughs> Where's that uh, Reliant K documentary at? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Yeah. They told me, Matt Thiessen told me, like, in Ooh. 2000 or something, in 2001, that they had shot a goofy video of, like, where, you know, like, a fake behind the music thing, where, like, one of them was raised by wolves or something like that. It was, like, a joke, but I never, it never came out as far as I'm aware. As, you know, as I'm sure I'm it was, I'm sure it's cringy as hell. Yeah, it's yeah. probably really <laughs> shot on video. I think you need to put the... Reliant K signal out and have somebody send that in if they've got the footage of it somewhere. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, you know what someone needs to do. Someone who's actually good at editing 
someone should actually edit down the rise and fall footage into something more right. coherent of a of a of a movie. Danny, will he you also, accept this challenge? Yeah, yeah I, I could say. Yeah. I totally do it. We have it. We could just rip yeah. it and work on it. I like one other thing is it was a stylistic choice for him. I didn't agree with it for Reese Roper. I mean, to decide that when he had to jump cut in the middle of an interview to purposely put black frames in to like, here's a jump cut, you know, talking, talking, and then cut to another talking. I was he thinking, puts in a black frame. <laughs> Just don't put it in the black frame. You would put in like, you know, you cut to a still or something. Right. Like that, but, you know, but a lot of documentaries nowadays just allow the jump cut within the same interview footage. Sure. So just, you can just do that. You don't have to have a special little flash to identify that this interview footage is. You might cut. have thought that was a transition, but that's not actually a transition. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I mean, star wipes are nothing for me. Uh, Rise and Fall of Five Iron Frenzy Special Edition, or the despecialized edition. All like yeah. those f- Star Wars fans who have gone back in and. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Those are they're the real heroes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. George Lucas. This, this I was gonna curse, gonna... but I know you guys are not a curse. Yeah, I'm going uh... to. I'm gonna. Yeah, I'm gonna go and add Jar Jar Binks into every scene. <laughs> he could only help things. I feel like Jar Jar probably played trumpet at like Soul Fest once or something, right? Like... Yeah. Oh, yes. Whoa, my God! This what? is like an out of nowhere memory that I saw the Supertones during Chase Chase the Sun era. Jar Jar and... was there. <laughs> there was a the, they had a touring keyboardist just for that tour. They never had a key, keyboardist any other time I saw them, and he was wearing a Jar Jar Binks mask for wow. half the show. Oh, man. That's amazing. <laughs> well, John and I, John and I, talked about starting all sorts of uh, synth pop bands, and and but I, I feel like we should probably start like a ska band called like. Jar Jar and the Gungans. <laughs> I was gonna say Jar Jar and the Gar and the Gungans or something like that. That's mm-hmm. pretty good too. I bet that band exists somewhere. <laughs> and there's just like, and there is one one Gungan who just skanks on the side of the stage. <laughs> oh man, I was I mean, gonna go into like the whole Misa thing, but it's just. Not I mean, I mean, I mean, since there, it, it is sort of like uh, a riff on a, a problematic Jamaican accent. You know, it, it it does would it would make sense that there is some sort of ska. There yes. would be <laughs> the Gungans for sure were like deep into second wave stuff at least. I remember John had never heard of the band Bad Manners when you played the game of like, is this a real ska band or not? Yes. Right. Even though they're like one of the the two tone bands that never broke up. They're like My Girl Lollipop, like so many songs, but. I just had this image in my head of the fat Gungan, like the leader Gungan being, because Bad Manners famously has a really fat lead singer, Bust, and his name is Buster Bloodvessel, because he knows he's fat. He's, I think he had like lap band surgery or something more recently, but anyway, I just had this image in my head of that guy, of that Gungan being the lead singer of Bad Manners. Uh-huh. This like, is very esoteric reference. <laughs> <laughs> this anymore. Um, well. I, I don't know how to top that. Yeah. <laughs> so um, speaking of Gungans, let's yeah. cover some covers. So, but uh, there's really there's one cover. But before that, did you guys hear the Reliant K playing "My Evil Plan to Save the World"? Yeah. Yeah. Um, playing. Uh, that was. Yeah. <laughs> it's not a good recording. No, I um, think that's blamed more on the recording than how it actually. No. Sounded. Yeah, no, and it was like it, a boot. It, it was, was a bootleg. It was an actual bootleg recording because this was sounded, the electric. It sounded rough. Yeah, man. it sounds rough. I'm gonna play it for Jessica. I didn't play it for her yet, but 
it was during the Electric Youth tour. It was like, hey, thanks to Fire and Frenzy for bringing us on tour. Now we're going to play one of their songs. <laughs> and then I think they continued. Reliant Cape also played it the rest of that year if they were playing a festival without Fire and Frenzy. It starts so, off poorly. <laughs> yeah. So I think whichever, whatever performance this is, is the oh, only no. one that got uploaded to YouTube. <laughs> For instance, I have never found f uh, audio or footage of Reliant K playing uh, We Built This City on Rock and Roll, which was from 2000. They did that that whole tour in 2000 or 2001. 2001. Earlier. Whatever. What am I saying? I don't know. <laughs> Wait. When did when did was, all the hype come out? 2001. It was 2001. <laughs> it was the same year. I can't find I can't find audio of that. So this is the only recording. I mean, of Reliant K. It sounds so gonna, rough, yeah. and the echo only hurts it. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to... So here it is. I like the album art. Yeah, well, someone put that together. I'm going to cut this in in post with a, a harsh cut. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica just made a face. <laughs> his voice, yeah. his voice sounds yeah. bad. Yeah. Right. One thing I will say is, if you don't listen to Tyson past the first like <laughs> the first three gears, you definitely don't get his like more melodic singing. He works on that a lot mm -hmm. in yeah. uh, over the years. Interesting. Yeah. So there's that. <laughs> so there is. I would like to hear another recording of that from that same tour, but I mean, I like this. I I like that. I think the guitar harmonics work for the song, and I think if it were a studio ooh, version, <laughs> what? Yes. I said, ooh, Shh. music talk. Shh. Be quiet. We need this. <laughs> we need this. Like quiet. This. Quiet. Shh. I'm the one talking. No, I mean, I just I. I think that the that the the translation from the horn lines to the harmonics on the guitars I think totally works. It just sounds so sloppy. Like right. that they're like, "Hey guys, should we try this tomorrow?" And then they just like, <laughs> and then they're like, ah, "Yeah, it shouldn't be too hard." And then you're Good like, enough. "Oh, this is actually kind of a complex song." And, right. Uh, yeah, they could have attempted something easier, but yeah, you know, I give them. But maybe it was effort. like, I again, this is a big assumption, but because they played it on that tour with Five Iron, I was like, did they go to Five Iron and say, hey, we want to do one of your songs? What are you not doing this tour? Uh, maybe, yeah, and they're like, oh, well, we're not doing. They probably went back and forth. I was like, no, we're doing that song. No, we're doing that song, and then they landed on this one. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's a, the like harmonies on the, 
Serving children in pain. <laughs> if you're not going to nail that, that's a tough attempt. Yeah. Um, anyway. God well, bless them for trying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we can bless see... Bless their heart. We can see if It's Been a Summer on YouTube in 2015 did a cover of both of... I think you did both versions. Did you guys watch this one as well? It's the yes. one guy who did an acoustic cover. So I'm going to play this for Jessica, who hasn't heard it yet. Have you seen this guy before? Is he like a Reliant K? Right? No. Okay. No. He's no Bobby Moon. No. <laughs> Bobby Moon's this very earnest guy who we haven't heard from in a while, but he did a bunch of Reliant K covers yeah. pretty early on. This is his only real cover. Everything else is drum covers and stuff. <laughs> He's having a great time. He's having fun. This guy's having a great time. Seems like the chords are pretty simple. Yeah. Now he's trying. He's trying, but not really trying to do upstrokes. He's really just <laughs> doing a campfire upbeat thing. So, what do you think of "It's Been a Summer," Jess? It exists. It exists. <laughs> it exists. Five stars. <laughs> That's right. Pop. Andrew's mad because we don't get angry enough with our with right. our with our, uh, with our covers. <laughs> well, I mean, I just feel like uh, I feel like early on in your, I feel like you try and keep the tone of the pod fairly positive, yeah. whereas <laughs> you know, whereas you know, John and I are like, uh, this is garbage. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. I'm sorry I that we're like true. saying like your Lord and Savior Matt Teeson that that song. <laughs> you know, that, that, that no, I agree. Was... It's a really it's a really bad cover of yeah. Reliant K. But again, it was just a live performance that night. I don't know. I think we tried to do a movie podcast before we settled on this, yeah. and because we know a lot more about movies, and we could have been a lot more critical about that stuff. But because we don't really know what it takes to make music, we can't. It's hard to be as critical if we're just like, yeah, this is out of key. This sounds bad. Yeah. And our movie <laughs> podcast didn't end up taking off because we were like, because we work in the film industry, we're like, well, we don't want to like offend too many people because yeah, yeah. we can't work if we don't do it. And we, also you know, Jessica would talk, <laughs> Jessica would stop me because she'd be like thinking I'm talking to inside baseball and I'm like, whatever. <laughs> and so we got frustrated with each other. Yeah. And was, trying did to you do have like an angle or what was your... No, we were just going to talk about movies that we like because we like bad movies and we like looking for regional movies that people have uploaded to Amazon Prime. That Amazon like, Prime <laughs> is the greatest invention of all humanity because anybody can put anything on there. Yeah. And uh, it's just so People don't realize Amazon bad. Prime is basically just one level up from YouTube. Like you can up yeah. anyone can upload anything to Amazon Prime as long as you actually own the copyright to it. Okay. And so you find the craziest crap and people make full length hundreds of people make full length movies in their backyards every year <laughs> and they're there on Amazon Prime to be yeah. seen. And Danny well, and I have spend, to our, spend our nights like looking for those. Yeah. <laughs> I know that um, like Twitch you can watch anything on Twitch that's on Amazon Prime so you guys should host a live movie watch oh, there you one go. bad movies yeah. and we'll tune in and watch it with you. Okay. I was anyway. telling Jessica we want to do we want to do some live streams. There's a 
a couple of Reliant K web. There's two Reliant K web series that they did, like documentary style web series. Okay. And then there is the C Spot Rock DVD, which I've never been able to get all the way through. But it's like a Supertones Reliant K, I think Pillar, definitely some sort of Christian rap rap rock band, and John Rubin. Okay. on a tour and there's just like i've yeah i've never finished it fascinating we're gonna watch that at some point i can't wait um and then i think i just had one more thing that mashup I, right that mashup did you hear yeah. so yeah for when fiber and frenzy i would and i i didn't know about this until i found this sahara so someone mashed up the fiber and frenzy song dark and stormy night with right. sahara and then i found out that when Fiverr and Frenzy got back together, they uploaded all of the isolated tracks for all the instruments to Dark and Stormy Night to SoundCloud to allow people to do a contest of remixes and mashups and stuff. So you can find multiple Dark and Stormy Night derivative works, mashups, re-record, uh, you know, whatever, remixes right. on SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. And this one person decided to mash it up with Sahara. I think I said Savannah, but I meant Sahara. It sounds pretty so good. I'm, yeah, I'm going to play this for Jess right now. And Jessica is historically not a big fan of the song Sahara. I like this, though. Starting off. It's too heavy. It's... That's because it mostly sounds like Dark and Stormy Night. <laughs> <laughs> a good song. I think there are some like transitions in here. Oh, here we go. The lyrics are starting. What do you think? This feels like very seamless, whereas I'm not a big fan of mashups because they usually like whoever speaking the mashup is like Yeah. Jessica hates mashups traditionally yeah. because she if she knows one or, or both songs, she can't not hear those sure. songs in her head, so yeah. it conflicts. But that's really that's yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, there's a couple of like breakdowns that he kind of edit he or she kind of edited in that didn't work for me. Like some transitions from parts was like, oh, we're going here now, and then it gets back into, the, and then it starts to get seamless again, <laughs> and then they it was like, okay, we're now we're getting into the next part, and then we get there. So it wasn't like totally seamless for me if you heard the whole thing, but. And you guys said you didn't know music talk. No, nah, yeah, <laughs> that was pretty good. Um, uh, did you guys? There were John, horns in that. John <laughs> shared yeah. the John shared the most beautiful uh, mashup with me recently. <laughs> yeah, no, oh. there's um, this guy who there's a comedian who puts. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's been one week since you looked at me oh, yeah. into like all these songs. Have you guys heard this before? No, but that sounds amazing. I've heard I've heard things like that, like uh, the Friends oh, when they yes, add, yes, get down with the sickness and things uh-huh. like that. Yeah, Friends is, is that the same? Is that the same guy? I don't know. I mean, maybe okay. many people probably use Friends, but it is funny because, like Andrew was saying, you keep kind of waiting for like a more. Um, I don't know, a thorough mashup, but it's really just like <laughs> they play an intro of a famous song and then <laughs> hard switches it to a yes, span. <laughs> it's very enjoyable. Anyway. Uh, yeah, this... I, I want to see if I, I want to see if I can find it just so we can so you can experience the the joy. Well, I found I just want to play the Friends Disturbed m- m- uh, mashup that I was talking about. Here's Please. that. Ha, ha, ha. 
<laughs> That's the 10 second version. That's like memeing out. And then there's like a full version of it. Amazing. Um, yeah, the guy's name is Nate Fernald, and he has uh, Weak Music Volume 1, he calls it. So <laughs> check that out if you are so inclined. Um, man, his uh, the website, like, it doesn't... It's like all the links... I don't remember where I watched these that you... Well, that you one week and and what was the song it was mashed up with? It's like a billion songs. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> Nate Fernald is the guy's name, and he's got a Tumblr. One week. Here's All Star One Week mashup. That's like the that's like the jet. ultimate Applebee's playlist right there. <laughs> yep. One week and All Star. <laughs> that's what I, this is. The I always refer to it as Applebee's music, yeah. like any kind of like pseudo. Like, not punk, but, like, any kind of, like, Goo Dolls is definitely Applebee's music. I also refer to I refer to Goo Goo Dolls as pop punk for people that don't know why you'd take an unpaid internship. <laughs> like, basically, like, pop punk, but not actual punk. Just, like, sanitized enough to play in an Applebee's. Mm. And, rel- and relive your glory days after a day at the office. You know, speaking of Applebee's, I once heard Ska described as the feeling that a 13-year-old gets when he sees <laughs> mozzarella sticks. Oh, that's right. Anyway, sorry. That's like yeah. a gut for uh, Ska <laughs> Facebook group members. That's been yeah. a big thing on the, oh, that's been a big thing on the I Hate Fiverr and Frenzy message board. It's been so, guess, it's been so obnoxious. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I talked about this last week, but... Yeah, uh, David Camarina from Heart Like War uh, and the Today I Grew Up YouTube show. Um, he's been on Mike's pod- Mike Herrera's podcast and stuff. Uh, he He's a friend of ours in real life here in Los Angeles. And he told me, like, oh, you should join, because he knew I do an MXPX memes. He's like, you should join the I Hate Fiverr and Frenzy Facebook group. They do a lot of Fiverr and Frenzy memes there. So I joined it, and I've, I, I feel like I'm slowly becoming the villain of that Facebook group. <laughs> Oh, it's wonderful. I love when people don't know that you're trolling them. Yeah. And we were talking about it, especially with the, uh, did you guys see when I went on the MXPX message group and I pretended I didn't understand that <laughs> punk rock show was saved for the for the uh, encore? And yeah. everyone got so mad at me. <laughs> MXPX group is very earnest, which is... Yeah, yeah that, that's... See, that's the thing that I love about about the five iron community is that no one takes themselves very seriously and they're everybody seems to be in on the joke but 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 mxpx fans which is why i think people got upset with our first season of the podcast because they're just like how how dare you critique (laughs) like it's like come on guys let's all let's all calm down let's not take ourselves so seriously (laughs) When I started doing MXPX memes, and we talked about this when I was on your early episode of your podcast, like I started with the idea of doing the memes to not criticize MXPX because I was like, so many meme formats are based on like this thing sucks. You know what I mean? So right. I was like trying to find a way around that, not because I was like I didn't want to criticize MXPX, but just because I didn't want to start out that way. 
And then once I once I knew the band was okay with the with the thing, I was like, okay, now I can do more criticizing and more weird stuff. But that stuff never got accepted by the followers of MXPX memes. And I was like, and then it was that encore thing I did on the Facebook group. I was like, oh, I understand my audience now. I can't actually get too dank because they don't understand what's happening. Oh, man. Keep it up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's the Reliant K fan community like? Uh, we're slowly getting a sense yeah, of that. It's, okay. Because it's very, I find it to be very uh, mishmash. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's, very, it's a very wide community where at, people either get like intense sarcasm or they're kind of like a little more serious. Yeah. And I definitely don't have a sense of, like when we started the podcast, we decided to bleep the swears because we thought, okay, Reliant K is closer to... Just from being on Goatee Records, they're like they're closer to the CCM like clean culture world. So let's not have swears on our podcast and stuff. But then we definitely have found fans who are not that way, and I've found like you know the LGBT fans who have done videos on YouTube and stuff. So politically, religiously, it's sort of all over the board. I definitely have noticed people who have followed us and been like Reliant K podcast. This is great. And then two weeks later, they're not following us anymore. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, it's not... There's just not one temperament that I found in the Reliant K fandom now. And maybe that's because they've had so many errors. Errors. And they've had so many different, like, ways in which they presented themselves either. They they admitted... Reliant K called themselves a ministry band for those first three albums, for sure. And then we're like, at what point did they maybe not consider themselves a ministry and just consider themselves a real band, like MXPX always was? Um, So because I think Reliant K has evolved so much, they have a a very varied fan base that comes from a lot of different points of view than we expected necessarily when we started the podcast. Yeah, kind of at the beginning, we did a Twitter poll where we were like, because we realized... Danny and I in real life swear a lot. So we're like, should we swear? And then Danny gave like four different options. And I think the most clicked one was we don't care. But like the second, which was really, really close, was like, you should bleep it. So that's why we bleep it. Yeah, but we, we never, uh, now we could do that, and it would we, probably be different. We, we never did AB tested our <laughs> approach. <laughs> nope, nope. I we, find we're just yeah. like, which is yeah, we're like this is. When, which, which is you know, why maybe, when we, we uh, when we went into Five Iron knowing that the the fan base was maybe going to be a little bit more uh, still Christian, maybe erring on the side, uh, maybe having some more conservative leanings. Um, we we really tried to in that first episode make it abundantly clear <laughs> right. what we uh, are, so yeah. so as not to have people be like. What what what? Yeah. And then like yeah. clutch their pearls and find their fainting couch and whatever. Yeah. If the world is clamoring for a clean five iron podcast, someone can <laughs> put it upon themselves to do that. Well, if if it was me, it wouldn't be Jessica, I guess. Do <laughs> you wouldn't want to do a five iron frenzy podcast with me? Is what I'm saying. I don't know. What she I looked at me like frenzy. so confused, like what? I, for years now, I've told Danny to do an MXPX podcast, but he's yeah. like. I was like, I can't be your co-host because I just don't know enough about the band. And I don't want to do the Bill, Bur- the Bill Burr one-person podcast sure. talking into a <laughs> vacuum about MXPX every yeah. week. 
And that was yeah. like then, before we yeah. either of us had launched our uh, MXP. Yeah. 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 You um, but then but then you could be uh, you know, Jess, you could be like uh, Bill Burr's wife and just occasionally walk in the room, <laughs> and then Bill Burr like, yeah. hey, why don't you uh, you talk to talk to the people and ah, yeah, you know, me undies, whatever, fuck. We sorry. Just talk about sorry, I swore. Okay, you can. You can. We bleep. swear on the podcast. We you do. Can, we just I got, bleep it. Yeah, yeah, we just bleep it. Bleep yeah. that shit, baby. <laughs> can I? Can I make an editing job really difficult for you? Just like yeah, it's already. Like, we're just facing a lot with this episode. So yeah, just just I was like trying to make your life easier. Just go on a tear and just swear a lot. Um, what other ground do we need to cover, guys? Um, I don't know. I feel like we, I think we did it all. Yeah. Oh, oh <laughs> I, speaking of MXPX, oh, yeah. I started trying to, because I've been trying to learn the bass, and I oh, yeah. I started <laughs> I learning Chick Magnet last night. Yes. And I started is... playing it. <laughs> and I'm like, Well, Dang. first she did brain, that night, first she did brain stew, and I did. she did it perfect the yes. first time. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, I know exactly what she's doing. And then I was playing Animal Crossing, <laughs> and we need to get Andrew's, uh. Yeah. Yeah, yeah my friend uh, code. Yeah, your friend yeah. code. Um, so I'm playing Animal Crossing and I'm not paying attention to what she's practicing after she had successfully done Brain Stew. And she's like, Danny, are you hearing what I'm doing? And I'm like, no, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm zoned out, what? And she's like, okay, I'm gonna do it again. And she does it again. And let me think of how it was done, because Trick Magnet <laughs> would be da-dun, dun 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 So she was like, dun-da-dun-dun. Dun 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 dun. And I'm like, I'm I don't know what learning. you're playing. <laughs> like, once she told, she wouldn't tell me. To me, it sounded like trick baggage. So Danny, he's like, as soon as I'm doing it, I'm so proud because like I just learned it for him. And I'm like, Danny, listen, listen, listen. And he's like, I couldn't tell I don't know what that is. And, and then, then when I'm she like, told me, he's finally, like, that after doesn't a sound of- like trick magnet. <laughs> I could tell the notes were there, but the rhythm was, the groove was wrong. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, I also play bass, and those were two of the first songs that I played. Nice. Um, along with uh, Five Irons' flowery song, the like do 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 do. Oh, nice. Um, you so can anyways, learn that. Yeah. Yes, it's a it's a catchy one if you wanna get some bass tabs going. Yeah. So uh, the bass. <laughs> Have you learned um, slapping yet? Of the I haven't bass? learned slapping yet. Oh, I'm okay. doing bass buzz that like teacher. Ooh online program and yeah. i haven't gotten to slapping yet he's like we'll learn slapping but that's much later and i'm like oh <laughs> so i have to get through all the like introduction sure. stuff before i can get there before you can do like the seinfeld theme and stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> which uh, i learned was on a keyboard apparently yeah. and but you yeah. can fake it yeah i mean it can, yeah. can be done uh, i think you so just got it- a, i think you just got a just got a copyright strike. That was like two seconds. <laughs> um, fair enough. Well, um, what's the zoo with copyright strikes? <laughs> dude, sorry guys, your archive has been taken down. Yeah. Uh, Jerry uh, Seinfeld, huge Reliant K fan. <laughs> How do you pronounce this? Just something there. <laughs> He would write a book called, like, The Complex <laughs> Infrastructure of the Female Mind. That seems kind of yeah. like a cherry thing to do. Bird and the B-Sides. Birds and the B-Movie! B-Movie. Bird and the B-Movie. That's what oh. I was getting at. Done, done. <laughs> Andrew pushed me down to get, yeah. to, that, to get to that finish line. 
I can't yeah. wait for that to show up on <laughs> your Instagram or the Natum XPX memes. Uh, I have or something like I that. I just thought of it because I did that once. I took the bird out of the bird and the B sides. Okay, I just put okay. in the Jerry Seinfeld. But I can push it harder. I can do more <laughs> with that later. <laughs> push your art to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this has been very fun to talk nonsense with you guys. Yes, thank you. Um, thank you. I, I'm I'm going to become a Reliant K fan. I can feel it. I, uh, so, John, so don't since... don't end this podcast in a lie. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm making my way through. Well, like four hours ago, I did have a recommendation for you, and I'll go back to it, and that's where we can end on. Since you said like you went up basically to you said you went up to mm-hmm basically right yeah, or yeah. five yeah. It was it was uh, Andrew who went up to five score. So since you're not more you're not as familiar with their last decade, uh-huh. check out Forget Not Slow Down. Yeah, that's the check one that out. everybody seems to tell me to check. Yeah, and then check out Air for Free because yeah. I think it's like it's it's a very it's a great way in which Reliant K caught up to today. Okay, uh, that's all I want to say. Like they they they're it's not a pop punk pop rock album. They just found a way to catch up to the sort of pop ideas of today after you've deep dive you know done you checked out those albums enough then go to collapsible lung no don't ever listen to collapsible lung ever just don't no this is what i'm saying don't listen well what i'm definitely saying is do not listen to collapsible lung until you've heard air for free and forget not slow down but then when you've hopefully found those albums to have some merit then I want to know what you think of Collapsible Lung because okay. that is the that is the anti air for free. That is where they were like, let's be every popular band right now. Right. The only frame of reference I have for it is when you guys have mentioned it on the pod. So. Right. Um, fascinating. Yes, I will do a deep dive and report back. Um, yeah. Thanks for having us, guys. Great. Thank you. Oh, but first, oh. and their art is by our friend from college. Who oh, was there with that's right. Matt. Matt. Uh, I never knew the origins of this. Let's, let's yeah. hear about right. this. He was so, a groomsman at our wedding. So Matt, yeah. it, Heavy Orton Studios, his name's Matt. He's a friend of ours from college where we met. And um, he was a big fan of, he's not a Christian, as far as I'm aware. <laughs> Where, right? Oh, we're gonna have to get. We're gonna have to get new artwork. I guess he's not. He's not. He's he's not evangelical. I could definitely say that. I don't know his religious background, but uh, he just liked Earthworm Jim and he liked Doug Snaple's work. And I was like, oh, if you like Doug Snaple, have you ever seen these Fire and Frenzy covers? And he had not. I didn't try to get him into Fire and Frenzy or whatever (laughs) from that. He had this whole pitch for like a uh, like an and now Doug Snaple's doing. He's like crowdfunding an actual earthworm gym comic book like a new comic book right. but he had back in 2005 my our friend heavy ordinance studio matt he had this whole pitch for like a dark knight returns earthworm gym story Ooh. and it was great he it, he didn't pitch it that way he just had like like this like you know dark knight of the soul sort of earthworm gym like is pseudo ending story and I suggested Dirt Knight Returns as the title. It's good. It's good. <laughs> and he could draw Earthworm Jim like it was Doug Snaple drawing it. So when you guys were looking for art, um, I knew to go to him right away because I already knew he could copy Doug Snaple's style in that way. Yeah. And it's, it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, it's perfect. It rules. Thank you for that. Thank you for the Reese intro. Thank you for all your support over the years. I mean, yes. All that that Reese intro, I haven't talked about that. But yeah, when Reese says you're listening to our newest podcast ever... That was at the Glasshouse show last year, the year before. I don't know, whenever. And so two years ago, I think, maybe? Yeah. yeah. And uh, basically, 
I wanted to get that for you guys, but I didn't want to be the asshole who pushed some kid out of the way from talking to Reese Roper <laughs> to say, hey, I need to talk to you. So I waited all night, and I was the uh, last one to talk to him, and I could tell Reese was on his, like, running on fumes. Yeah. And he was super gracious yeah. to do that when I'm, like, the last guy, the like, the last person at the party, totally out wearing his welcome and asking him to do that that intro for your podcast. Well, well that just makes us love the guy even more. <laughs> and yeah. love you even more. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. The other thing I wanted to say quickly about Heavy Ordnance Studios is that we brought them up, brought him up on the last episode because we did this quiz where Andrew um, brought up uh, Marvel characters and he made some up and some were real and I had to guess which was which. And he came up with this great original character, Shadowmind, uh, oh, right. And I was like, Heavy Ordnance Studios, we got to make this collab happen. <laughs> whip yeah. up some dope comic book art. So anyway, uh, let yeah. him know. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I feel like we can get, just pitch it to Marvel, get that some of that Marvel money, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, if you want to hear a lot more of Reese Roper, listen to our version of this episode because he <laughs> may have left a few voicemails. Oh, oh. sweet! Wow. Uh, mostly still... related to Brave Saint Saturn. Oh wow! Okay, cool. Nice. The closest little, we've little gotten to met. Yeah, we've had one person from Reliant K, John Schneck, interact with the show. The, the closest we've had is Matt Thiessen liked three tweets that w- we had started off, but not tweets that we had made. No, not our <laughs> tweets or anything, yeah. just like other people's tweets. I mean, it's like the six degrees of tweet separation. Or, yeah. yeah. yeah Basically, he's a co-host. But if he's out there, if Matt Thiessen, you're out there, give us a call at 402-95-SADIE. Dude, Send us, uh, dude you, can't, you can't be that thirsty. That's... <laughs> Especially because, especially because early on we were like promising the band we would never like because not just you guys but other song by song podcasts I listen to and not just Blink One Fifty Five but a bunch of them are always like we got to get this person on our podcast we got to get this person on our podcast and I'm like Jessica and I are not comfortable doing that. It is weird once you cross the threshold. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. You should plug all the places people can find you guys. So, uh, yeah, we're on all, all the usual podcast places, and um, you can check us out on Instagram and Twitter, which are both Sadie Hawkins Pod. And uh, we have our phone number, which is 402-95-SADIE. You leave us a voicemail. And we also have a YouTube page that I've been getting some stuff. For, I mean, we just upload our episodes right now, but I'm working on some, like, Reliant K-type videos to upload there. So if you subscribe to that you'll get the YouTube version of our episodes and hopefully some cool Reliant K related. Basically, after watching all of these fan edits and stuff, I'm like, I should start doing some of these. I've, I've learned a thing or two from from Joe Joe 14 or whatever, all these random... Oh, never mind. Awesome. I was going to reference a specific... What was that Lord of the Rings one? Oh, Archer 14 gosh. or something like yeah. that? Yeah, that was... <laughs> What's uh what's Danny Stairs' handle? It's like uh I can't it's a very obscure like elvish word. I can't even yeah. think of it. Oh really? Yeah, <laughs> anyway, it's like oh, it's A E uh, Grinko. Yeah, something like that. Golden Archer. Golden, Golden Archer. Archer. There you that go. was the it's name funny. of the guy who uploaded a Lord of the Rings Reliant K fan video. And when I first watched it, I thought it was gonna be Narnia because I was used to seeing Narnia Reliant K fan videos. And I'm like, wait, <laughs> it's Lord of the Rings. 
That's amazing. <laughs> gotta uh, get gotta get Nikki Nikki Peak, get Nick Polk to Yes. He's judge. also an Elvish enthusiast. <laughs> <laughs> um well I look forward right. to that. I also yep. think that if you guys ever do start your movie pod, I would like to guest on it so get that going again okay uh, john probably has some dvds he can bar lend you to <laughs> nice many dvds available to we have all the urls for it like we have yeah we, all the names it's called saved. cinema cataclysm so if you go out Ooh. there and look for cinema cataclysm yeah. uh the word nothing is active on those but it's out there yeah <laughs> don't d- don't don't pitch this too hard john is gonna leave the podcast <laughs> to like to co-host with you if you would have asked me a couple years ago whether i'd be co-hosting a movie podcast or a, a christian alternative 90s music podcast i wouldn't guess the former but i'm happy with my life choices so it's all good. <laughs> all right good to talk to you guys all right great to talk to you thank, thank you. you so much all right later guys, guys. All right. Well, thank you to Danny and Jess of Sadie Hawkins Pod. That was a really fun conversation. I promise I will do my Reliant K homework and report back. Um, In the meantime, if you want to weigh in with your thoughts on Reliant K and the relationship between them and Five Iron, do so at Magnified Pod on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, subscribe to the pod if you haven't already. Give us a rating or a review. Five stars, please. Find us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play, all the places. You can email us at magnifiedpod at gmail.com. You can leave us a voicemail at 872-762-4763, 877-MAGPOD. And not all of your voicemails need to be about how much you hate yourself. <laughs> That's true. Uh, self-care. Uh, support us at patreon.com slash magnifiedpod. Pick up some merch at magnifiedpod.storeenvy.com. And thanks to our shadow producer, Jason Unoriginal Vinyl. And thanks to today's guest, Danny Leary, along with Heavy Ordnance Studios, aforementioned, for our artwork. Well, Time is winding down, but only for this episode. We want you to be found enjoying the next step. Five